Welcome to episode 147 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe and community of Elite Dangerous. We think the best space flight simulation in the history of gaming. Are we going to put that out there? Is that fair to say? I think that's fair to say at the moment, yes. I think it's unreasonable. So uh, we are hanging out in um, lay, outside Lave Station in Beta. Um, I am multi-crewing with uh, Ben uh, Aloys Moss Woodward. Uh, and we are going to be talking about, I think we're mostly going to be talking about the, the, the 2.3 uh, changes, um, you know, such as they are. We're going to be talking a bit about Frontier's um, Q, live Q&A that they did tonight. We've already talked about it a bit, but I'm sure we'll cover it again. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing all kinds of things. Uh, Elite, so Ben, how was your week? Sorry, you were just telling me before I realised the technical cock up. You have been to see Logan this week and you were telling us all about it. Yes, I really, really enjoyed Logan. Uh, I went to see it with my brother-in-law. It's definitely the hack and slash Wolverine film that people have been looking for. Um, although I am so confused with where it is in the timeline at the moment. Um, it's, yeah. it's very, very weird. I we had Patrick I've... Stewart, and we had some of the best acting from Patrick Stewart I've seen in so long. Okay, it was, that's he cool. was brilliant in it. I'm sure he'd be glad to hear um, <laughs> oh, I'm sure he doesn't give a monkeys, but it was awesome. <laughs> um, I think yeah. he always comes across as very humble, so he might be pleased to see it. Um, <laughs> praise, praise from Lave Radio is, is obviously praise indeed. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. funny with the timeline for the X Men stuff because obviously Professor Xavier was dead, and then suddenly he wasn't dead. And when they, they sort of referenced it and tried to explain it, it was just kind of like, just you know, don't worry about it, kind of thing. Um, yeah. And it's actually not, I, don't, I think it's something that the movies have kind of, I think all these movies inherit from the comic books, because I, I occasionally read comic books, and uh, I get, you know, I, I read a lot of Marvel stuff, and I get so confused with, like, who people are and where they're going. Like, I'll be reading a Spider-Man, and, like, he'll pull off the mask, and, like, three or four pages in, and I'll be like, wait, that's not Peter Parker, who's this guy, kind of thing. Um, and I have been particularly reading recently the um, the Marvel thing where they did, um, they basically destroyed the universe and um, Doctor Doom brought the universe back. He kind of saved the universe and in, in order to do it, he created this, this new world pocket universe called Battleworld where various people... Didn't they from- do that in have pocket universes in Doctor Who or something as well yeah it's a similar sort of thing so they created this They he created this like world where everyone was sectioned off into this area but there was like Hulk world where everyone was a Hulk <laughs> so there was like Captain America Hulk and Iron Man Hulk and um yeah, you know that's the thing and then there was like Thor world where like everyone was a Thor uh and then there was um this world called A-Force which seemed to be like all of the female Marvel superheroes, like in one place. So you had like, um, what's her name? Captain Marvel and Medusa and, um, ah, oh, what's that one that's like, she's like a disco, disco lady. Um, no idea. I've forgotten her name, but she's like, I don't know, her power seems to be able to make like lights and disco music appear at various points. But anyway. Like, um, disco or something. Yeah, opinion in unpopular opinion here from IRC chat. Can we please drop the Wolverine guy and have some movies focusing on other mutants as well? I'm so fed up with him. Yeah, it has mm. been. Uh, yeah, he's. I think Wolverine's had a lot of fan service. I think from the, um, yeah. the movie studios. I also the other thing I wanted to ask you about the latest Wolverine movie. Um, mm-hmm. 
but obviously because we are a gaming podcast rather than a movie podcast um i'd heard from a friend of mine uh, who has played this game and i have not that certainly the trailer for logan seemed to be heavily channeling the last of us is that something that you can comment on in terms of the movie I haven't played it, so I can't comment. You haven't comment. played it, okay. So comments, please, from Twitch chat and IRC chat. Is the latest Wolverine film essentially an unofficial movie adaptation of The Last of Us, or, or is it just kind of like a visual thing um, of an old beardy guy basically leading a young girl around the forest? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that sounded uh, a lot worse than it really ought to have been. Yeah. Actually, that, that young lass, actually, she also does... I don't know how old she actually is in real life. Um, but the stuff coming out of her mouth and the things she was doing were certainly not PG thirteen. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah. wow. Yeah, she she did an awesome job as well. They really, I they really did so much so much good and disturbing stuff. It was really yeah, quite yeah. scary. Well, there's a kind of history, isn't there? There's a history of young performers in in Hollywood films acting mm. in films that they are not old enough to go and see. Yeah. Um, I mean, like Carrie. What's name from the Aliens movie? The little girl. She was, you know, she oh, was it. And like the kid from the, they did like the Omen remake, and like he wasn't old enough to see it. So I think, yeah, it's kind of a weird <laughs> thing sometimes. Uh, but you also said you've been playing Lego Worlds, uh, and I, why I yes. asked you the other day, I'm going to ask you again on the air. Is Lego Worlds was seemed to be very popular in beta, and then it sounds like there were massive changes when it went live to be a slightly more handheld experience, a little not handheld in terms of gaming, but like holding players' hands, maybe a bit more structured, maybe a bit more like levels rather than sandbox. And they've had quite a negative backlash on Steam. How have you found it? I played the beta. Um, and frankly, shut the hell up, you idiots! <laughs> it's yeah, we, of course we say you know, that to people it, a lot it, on this it, podcast. We do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it was needed. Um, the amount of stuff you can do in Lego Worlds is crazy. Um, the amount of vehicles, the amount of skins, the amount of tools you have. If you were it is incredibly overwhelming, and Lego Worlds very quickly introduces you to those things, um, and you go up through the different levels. Um, basically, you collect all these gold bricks uh, by doing various quests and things like that. So the quests are usually look for something, take a photo of it, or build something, or paint something, or loads of, loads of things like that. Yeah, cool. Um, is it sort of Minecrafty? It's sort of Minecrafty. The vehicle play in it is infinitely better than Minecraft, seeing as Minecraft oh, yeah. doesn't have vehicles. It um, does, but they're painful. Yeah. Have you have you, have you never used like the? Um... I've used the minecarts and things like that. Yeah, but... yeah, and the, the little boat you can make and that sort of thing. Oh God, we, yeah, don't talk. Actually, no, I I I made an awesome water flume for the boat actually once. Oh, did that you? was good oh, fun. Okay. Oh, yes. Cool. Yes. Um, but in Lego Worlds, there is a there's all sorts of you know from your basic cars, uh, motorbikes and things like that, helicopters which I like fl- love flying the helicopters, airplanes. There is a oh have you made, uh, witch, have you made a, a cobra No, no, I've not actually made many things in free free world at the moment. Okay. Um, you can, I, that's something I'd love, though. I don't think you can do is the ability to effectively make your own vehicle. Yeah, um, all yeah, the vehicles yeah. are basically here's a vehicle kit, and you spawn it in. Yeah, 
Yeah, cool. Um, it's similar type because a few of us obviously um, we backed Planet Nomads as well, and that's got a similar sort yes. of thing where yeah. you have the basic construction tools to build a vehicle, and then you can piece it together kind of however you want. That's cool. Uh, in terms of me, what I've been doing, I've been plugging away with continuing to try and write. Uh, <laughs> so the, my language there is terrible. Uh, series four of Escape Velocity. It is progressing. I've had a little bit of a breakthrough, which has which has helped me no end. Um, I was laughing at myself today because I, I, I went and had a meeting today with a, a friend who's an artist because obviously I'm going to be commissioning more artwork for uh, Escape Velocity. <laughs> I was expecting you to say I've had a meeting today with myself. No, no, no. I had a meeting today with an artist and we've been talking about some ideas to do some art for, for Escape Velocity, which is obviously exciting. I was excited about it because art is the kind of the one thing that I really can't do. So it's really helpful to have the Patreon uh, support um, to fund the series because it means I can hire artists to create you know, really great art. And because I was sort of meeting him in town and I had to go and pick up my daughter as well, I decided rather than constantly going back and forth to home, I would take my laptop uh, into town and sort of work in town while I was waiting. So I've done, you know, hashtag laptop wanker in uh, Costa today. I've been one of those people that just sits there all afternoon working on a laptop, which I've never done. It was very exciting. Oh. I felt like oh. I felt like I looked very successful to everybody around me. Which <laughs> By the sound of it, we might need to, Grant might need to do that in order to actually come and join us. Yeah. According to Grant, his interwebs are being a big stinky pile of poo at the moment. Yes. Sorry, poo-poo at the moment. Yeah, that's, that's not ideal. Um, hence why it's just me and you at the moment, um, because we, we, seem to be, we seem to have lost people that were going to be on the show. Um, what else have I been doing? I've been, you know, I've actually been playing some Elite Dangerous, which is um, which is nice. Uh, I, I maintain this thing with Elite that I kind of I struggle a little bit with the um, the sort of time commitment that's involved in the sense that because I like to do missions, you know, if I've only got like half an hour, an hour here and there, I kind of struggle to feel like I can log into the game and actually make progress. Um, but a couple of things have happened recently. I've, I've had a couple of uninterrupted evenings where I've been able to sit and play Elite Dangerous, which has been really nice. And the other thing is I've, I've started embracing kind of bounty hunting and going into like uh, res zones and, and doing that, which is quite nice because if I sort of drop into the game for like 20 minutes, if I earn, you know, if I, if I only earn like 200,000 in bounties and then have to log off because my daughter's screaming at me or something and I have to go and deal with it, um, then... You know, then I then I can do that, and actually, so I think you know, I think there are ways of playing Elite Dangerous that maybe are a little bit more flexible. Than- and I suspect then that you're probably going to quite enjoy the enjoy multi crew, you know, especially with your your backers and things like that. Where you know, if, if one of your backers says, "Hey, I'm bounty hunting," and you can literally just jump in on them, and it's not going to matter if you stay twenty minutes, half an hour, or whatever. It's just like you uh, yeah. don't even have to fly there. They're, they're already there and they're shooting things. Uh, yeah, I think my but for me, my backers are a good way to go forward in terms of multi crew because that's kind of organised play that I can kind of organise. You know, I can I can set a time with yeah. people and say, well, we're going to do this, and we can go into the escape velocity private instance, and we can do that. The thing is, I mean, I maintain I've actually become very unapologetic about it these days. I am, you know, I am not a person who is going to play in open. Um, uh, you know, I am unashamedly so. I'm not really interested in in the whole PvP meta at all. Um, so I think so for me, multi crew's been a bit of a kind of weird feature because it's 
you know, in terms of just finding random ships to join and do stuff, to me it seems like quite a fe- you know an open feature rather than necessarily something for well, obviously not for solo um, or for kind of private instances. I've been thinking more and more that what I'd really like to see in Elite Dangerous, and I know this would be controversial, and I know it would create all kinds of salts and swearing, you know, online. But I'd really like to see like a version of open that is that is PVE that that you know has disabled player-to-player damage. Um, so you mean an enforced Mobius, basically? Yeah, I think, you know, I think there is enough demand in the community. I think there have been enough people demonstrating that all they really want from the game is a PvE-type experience. And what it means is that someone like me that is not interested in player versus player, because I, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to get into arguments with people about it, I'm just going to, you know, fundamentally state my, my view, which is that I, I don't think that in a game where people don't have... You know, if you don't have equal ships, then you don't have game balance. For it, you know, it's not a player versus player game, in, in, in my personal view. Um, so, for someone like me, like I miss out on all the benefits and the community and enjoyment stuff of being an open because I'm not interested in playing a, 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 a multiplayer shooter. Um, what I am interested in is, is, you know, is cooperative play. So, for, for someone like me, you know, I, I think multi crew is really highlighted for me the fact that i would i would like to do it and i would like to play with other players more but i'm not interested in doing that in a pvp environment so for me it's either you know it's either private it's either private groups where a kind of pve um culture can be i don't think enforced is the right word because i don't think the private groups really allow you to enforce anything but certainly a a, a meeting together of like-minded players would be the sort of thing that i'd be looking for um, so yeah, it's, you know, are you it's in the Mobius group? I, I'm actually not. Um, I think the only private groups I'm in is, I think I'm in the Hutton one, possibly. Yeah, I'm in the Fozzer one that we used to use for Lave Radio, and that nobody <laughs> seems to go in anymore. And obviously, I have my Escape Velocity one, which I use I... quite a lot with backers. I mean, to be honest, I don't really, I don't really use the solo mode. I just go into the Escape Velocity one. And most of the time, you know, when we're between series, most of the time I'm on my own. But every now and again, backers do notice that I'm online and kind of come and join me. So that's really good fun. Um, and we kind of, you know, we do basically PvE co-op stuff and it's uh, it's a really good laugh and I really appreciate that. And I and yeah. sometimes, and depending on, you know, depending on how people approach me or depending on what sort of mood I'm in this evening, not the sorry, in mood I'm in the evening that you find me, I will either be role-playing as Commander Thane, in which case you'll get lots of kind of in-character dialogue, or you'll just get me chatting about what I'm doing. Uh, well, sorry, that's all popping up. Good evening, Commander Tiatame. Uh, he's yeah. coming to coming to IC chat. Um, so, yeah, so let's... Uh, so you've done show notes. I just want to give a I just want to give a quick shout out to Commander Payne who's come off and joined us in our ship from his uh, bat- his Battle Type 9. Awesome. Uh, which was, he's, he, he got a certain Ed Lewis on, you know, smelling up his, his seats there as well early, I noticed. Oh, uh, cool, cool. In his, in his battle, battle Cow. I don't think I'm currently um, friends with Ed Lewis on, on, on any, because... <laughs> Because of various because of various stupid reasons to do with escape velocity, I decided it'd be a really good idea to just empty my friends list because um, I wanted to do like a kind of treasure hunt in the escape velocity private group. And the idea is <laughs> the idea is people would actually have to find me rather than just see where I am on their friends list and just come to my location. Uh, and unfortunately, it didn't work because of the 
um, because of the gods of multiplayer instancing, if I wasn't on people's friends lists, even a lot of the time, even if we were in the same private group, they just didn't get instanced with me. So it was kind of a, so I'm kind of slowly having to re-add everybody to my um, friends list so that I actually kind of see people around, uh, which is a pity. Um, but anyway, on to the show notes. Um, so we've actually yeah, had those, um, those things. Yeah. So you've put update three in the show notes. Did this not get talked about last week? Then I don't think it did. Apparently. Oh, it was like, after the show. It, went might, out. it was after. The, yeah, it was after, came out afterwards. Uh, basically, I think we can we can quickly summarize updates three and four as lots and lots of bug fixes. Yeah. But also the oh, what do you call it? The space dredger has been confirmed mul- multiple times. Um, cool. And there and there is quite a few balance passes that have been going off on the. Right, let me see. I'm doing this totally by memory. The <laughs> dolphin, the beluga, have had their mass reduced, so obviously their their range goes up. I th- sorry, which one's this? <laughs> Did you just shoot me or something? Some I just got a message saying reckless flying. Oh. Um, so that that the dolphin and the beluga, I think it were. Um, cool. And I believe the Diamondback Explorer has had a Type 2 slot added to it. And again, its range has also gone up, which basically this is giving it a lot more utility is the, is the short version of why. Okay, cool. And I think the Asp Scout had stuff given to it as well. If I remember correctly, it had a, cla- a Type 5 slot added to it and again i had the top the sorry i had a type five slot instead of a type four slot and the another type two size two thing okay cool um i'd say i'd say that i have to yeah. my fav- my favorite thing in the change log was uh, the thing about fixed cabin escape pods not always being used when passengers eject that was a uh, yeah. that was a brilliant visual moment for me. I was like, "What? These passengers are just blowing themselves out into space, <laughs> space rather themselves. than <laughs> rather than leaving yeah. the ship." Uh, I, I noticed one which was basically force commanders to leave your ship when you log out. And again, <laughs> I, I, I have this similar kind of no. You will get out the airlock now. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. But as somebody said on the as somebody said on the changelog thread, I think this is a valid point that you know each time they've posted a changelog, they've kind of got smaller and smaller, which I think is a really good sign. It does show that they're kind of you know they're getting through all the stuff that they need to get through um, to make this work. No, um, not only that, but this time last week I couldn't invite anybody into my ship, whereas now I've got yourself and Payne in, and we seem to be able to do some, you know. It seems to work. I don't think you've you've not taken my fighter out or gone into a gun. I believe. Well, yeah. So talk me through this. So I so I basically go to the okay. what is the SRV go, screen? Go to, go to your crotch cam. Crotch cam. Okay. Crotch cam enabled. Yep. And then you can. Uh, I don't know if Payne's gone into something. He might. So there's no. Um, I don't see a slot for a turret. Does that mean he's right, in it, or so does that mean you Thane don't is, have one? Payne is par- um, not Payne. Payne is par- probably in my turrets then. Okay. But so you can, can obviously take my fighter out, and okay. that would actually be testing a bug. So awesome. Oh, so if you crash on launch, then that's a bug. <laughs> okay, you should have warned that me that before. There you go. I'm out. I am. I am You're free. Out. Woo! I'm flying. 
Um, this is cool. Actually, I... Can we do some more live? Te- can we do some live testing? Actually, live your fighter and destroy it. Oh, okay. What well, do you want me to just go and fly really fast into Lave Station? Fast, yeah. Fly fast into Lave Station or something like that. Okay. Um, and then I want to see if I have a rebuy timer on your fighter. Okay. All right. I'm boosting. Live bug I'm boosting. Testing, yeah. I'm boosting as fast as I can. Bang. And boom. there we go. That seemed pretty fatal. Okay, you seem to be dead. I have a black screen. Oh, and okay. I'm back in the ship. Right. So do you let get? me have a look at my fighter screen. Okay, okay, I can't see anything about you rebuilding it, but if you look at your crotch cam, you you will hopefully see something about the rebuild. Well, it says um, it says fighter hangar five of six, and it previously said yep. six of six. So you've still got five fighters left. Okay, but when you go and, and select it, that says deploy, under construction. Okay, so oh, you've got that. I don't. That bug says under so construction. Okay, well, so Fair you can't enough. see the under construction thing. Yeah, I can't see that, whereas obviously I should. Yeah, okay. Oh, well. Okay. And I can I can add an extra pip to various bits of your ship? You can indeed. Can you see me doing that? I, I can see you doing that. That was. Okay. <laughs> I think it was actually on last week's show when Ooh, somebody basically just kept going left right left right left right left right with the pips probably grant actually i know i've kind of been on the awesome. show i couldn't get it working on the show awesome uh what's oh no oh no i've lost my i've lost i've lost irc chat again oh no Oops. apologies if i'm not hearing things that are being said to me in irc chat i've lost the tab that it was in oh there we go awesome oh dear it's uh, fine no one's saying anything it's pretty quiet in irc yeah. actually there are, there are many ways that one can troll the helmsman in in multi-crew as well, Chris. Because, you, know, you know, if I, let's say, I went off and wanted to fly out, you could basically, well, the gunner can stop me by getting the guns out whilst I'm trying to jump. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, there's a lot of potential fun to be had. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot. Uh, yeah, I made. Um, I forgot what it's called. I made the rank above competent in um, live the other day. Oh, congratulations! Oh, yeah, it was a very exciting moment. Yes. And I think I I made the rank above surveyor as well. Accidentally, I think I just I'd been flying around. <laughs> I'd been flying around doing missions and just like pinging every system that I came across while I was flying around. Yeah. And I think I just haven't done it for ages. Um, and then I just suddenly went into like the, uh, the the universal cartographic screen and had about three hundred thousand credits worth of systems that I just hadn't handed in. I was like, oh, I might as well sell these. So I did it, and then suddenly a thing popped pops up saying, "Congratulations, you've been promoted." I was like, oh, okay, brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's nice when you get little things like that. So yeah, I, I was I was handing in just random system data, and it's like, "Congratulations, you're the first person to discover this." I was like, oh, oh, well, that's nice. I wasn't even trying. Oh, I need to go out of the bubble. Actually, I still have. I still haven't done that. I still haven't left my comfort zone. Um, because like, yeah, I, I, do have, you know, go on. I have my name on a few things. Uh, uh, not not yeah, many, yeah. But, but some. I need to do that. I do need to do that. Um, so, are we gonna? I, th- I think I don't think we want to necessarily go through everything from the Q and A. Uh, are we gonna skim down and pick oh. out some of the kind of really interesting things that we wanna we wanna pick out? I think. We can do if you want to, sir. So there's one thing I just wanted to highlight, because I obviously heard it live and I thought it was interesting. You know, Ed sort of gave, I think, what can only be described as a, a thinly veiled warning to the community um, to just stop complaining about stuff. So the, basically the gist of what, what Ed was saying, he wasn't really saying that, but 
he was, what he was saying was that Frontier like to give us early sight of stuff as quickly as possible. So they tend to announce features and they tend to speak their mind about what they would like to do in the game. Um, I think it's known as the Peter Molyneux effect of kind of getting very excited about a feature that you want to add to a game and telling everybody that you're going to do it. And then obviously over the course of actually implementing these things in game, you know, stuff changes. Stuff changes all the time. Um... Uh, I mean, I've been, I say I've been writing Escape Velocity today. I had a scene that I kind of knew I wanted the scene, but I didn't necessarily know exactly how it was going to work. So I just kept writing and writing and adding more and more dialogue to the scene until I eventually got to a point where I realised what the scene needed to be about. And once I realised what the scene needed to be about, it wasn't what I originally thought that scene needed to be about. But it's a useful process to go through that iteration and kind of do other things. And this is, I think this is kind of how Frontier work, is they come up with a feature like multi-crew, but then through the process of actually implementing it and trying it out and playing it, maybe what they originally thought multi-crew would look like isn't what multi-crew necessarily actually looks like. So there's been, I, I, what I gather is there's been lots of salt online about the fact that multi-crew doesn't look like what one of the developers originally said multi-crew was going to look like. And people have been, you know, complaining about it and saying that Frontier were going back on promises and all these sorts of things. So I think, I think what Ed was saying, and I think this is why I describe it as a thinly veiled warning, it sounded to me like he was saying, if people don't stop kicking off about the fact that sometimes things are different between implementation and blue sky thinking, then Frontier are just going to have to stop talking about upcoming features. I think that's, I think, did you get that same impression that that's what he was saying? I didn't get the feeling it was a warning, but it was more like a caveat, caveat emptor. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, we're going to talk about things, but things change. So, again, shut the hell up. It's not, if we get excited about something and it changes while we're developing it and designing it, don't complain about it because it's changed for a reason. And sometimes that reason might just be, yeah, that was a wee bit too hard. We don't know how to do that. Yeah, I think, you know, it's frustrating because I think, yeah. you know, Frontier don't want to be in a situation where they're creating negative press for themselves. Mm, so but we don't, we don't want to end up in a situation where Frontier are like all the other games companies where you just get absolutely nothing until yeah. the thing is virtually finished. Because I think that's a shame, because I think most of the Elite Dangerous community are really engaged with the kind of, you know, because Elite Dangerous has been an evolving game. It's never been, you know, it's never been a finished product out of the box, because that's not that the way Frontier wanted to go about it. Um, so I think it would be, you know, a real shame if Frontier had to kind of change the way they're doing things, because having said that, I don't know how much benefit there is in going onto the internet and telling people to stop complaining um well that's why i think it's not a thinly veiled, veiled warning frontier know they'll always be sold there's always going to be people but they also just want to get the message out they're saying stuff changes yeah. i mean you know, taking a boring example from my work you know this is just from today you know, i was busy developing a feature that's been in our product for many many years but we've been changing it slightly yeah. Um, I you know the way that we the way that you work in all development, you look at the the use case and the designs and all that kind of stuff, and then you do your things according to it. And I did all my work according to the use cases and designs. That was all fine and dandy. And then I had a look and to see what we actually had in live, 
and this is going back two, three years. Mm. And the, what we had in live was just totally, totally different to what we actually had <laughs> in the design. So yeah. I went up going back to our designers and saying, hey guys, what's up? And it just changes, it happens. Yeah, it does, it does. And I know Sandy was saying tonight about, because somebody was asking about whether Iron Man mode will ever get added to, you know, Elite Dangerous. Um, so the idea being that you create a commander and when you die, that commander is dead and you just always go back to the default Sidewinder. Um, and he's kind of said, you know, the Iron Man mode was a thing from the early, um, the, you know, design discussion forums. And they just haven't, you know, and he said, with you know, with the way that with the game, the way the game is, they just haven't found a way to make an Iron Man mode kind of actually add anything, you know, really to the game. Um, I think, I think, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of death in Elite Dangerous that is random enough. The, the Iron Man mode is just going to be a bit painful. I mean, no one wants to get all the way up to a, an anaconda and then just slightly misread the gravity on a planet. I nearly killed one of my Patreon backers the other day because he'd winged up with me, and I was like, oh, "I'm just going to head down to the, um, I'm just going to head down to the surface station to to hand in these bounties and 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 get my ship fixed." And I literally, I got about. 400 meters from the deck and i said to had to quickly message him and says oh by the way the gravity is 1.4 just keep an eye on it and he was like yeah i spotted that that was nearly embarrassing because <laughs> i think i think so many of the planetoids that we land on in nearly dangerous are, you know most of the ones i come across are all like less than 0.3 gravity so when I come across anything that looks like above 0.8, it's always a little bit of a shock. Um, yeah. And Andy Pipkin is saying that if we do Iron Man mode, it has to be only an open as well. <laughs> yeah, it should just be as punishing as possible. <sighs> it's funny. It's funny. Um, I mean, I think you can always, you know, you can always do your own Iron Man mode every time you die. Just pick the default sidewinder. But I suppose you have all the well, money and stuff. Yeah. Well, no, if you die, you just clear your commands, clear your save. Yeah. You know, when you die, clear your save. Yeah. End of. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, yeah, in the usual... Uh, so in the Q&A, there's a thing here. The Any chance for a text-only nameplate? Um, they said there, there are no free nameplates. Yeah, I have to admit, I was actually a wee bit gutted when I saw that, because, you know, I, I think it would be nice for Frontier to say okay, for free you get a stencil of your ship name on your on your hull, if you want it um, I, and I was a bit gutted when I saw that there's there's no nothing that you get for free but hey ho Sorry, I'm typing in IRC chat. Oh, I won't type in IRC okay. chat. I'll just say, someone's saying about, yeah, you don't expect gravity. One of the things that I've been meaning to do with this 1.4G world, um, and one of the reasons I've been hanging around there, is when I when I haven't got kind of other stuff that I'm doing, I really want to take the SRV out, because I've only taken the SRV out on planets that are, like I say, are like 0.3 gravity, and I'm used to kind of skidding around and bouncing over craters. I'd actually really like to take the SRV out somewhere there's like really extreme gravity, and actually just try driving it like a, like a car. It's a it's a lot of, it's I would say that the SRV is actually a lot more drivable under one G than it is under point one G. Yeah. Which makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It keeps the wheels on the ground yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. Um so that's cool. Yeah, so the other uh, the thing that I haven't found an answer to yet, I don't know if anybody asked has asked it anywhere else, is if you buy the nameplate thing, 
does it work on all the ships? Or do you have to buy nameplate per ship? Because that would be a killer. That would suck ass. I suspect, and this is only a suspicion, that once you've bought a nameplate sign, just like with buying the weapon colours, or the then, yeah, or the, or the decals, then although you, can you buy any decals anyway? I think there are some um, premium ones, aren't there? There's, we got the free ones from the powers. But anyway, um, mm. I suspect once you bought a nameplate design, you can put that design on any ship. Um, but don't quote me on that because. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that would make sense to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me just search for that Frontier Elite store decals and see if there's anything in there. I, I have this vague memory that was like a buy button um, in the, the the decal bit of the loadout, but maybe that's just standardised UI stuff. There are definitely the free ones. I'm not sure if there's any others. Yeah. Um, one thing which I was a bit a bit gutted here about was that the call signs. So I won't get welcome, Commander, EID. Um, although we do actually get. Uh, sorry, welcome. Uh, my ship name's perfectly innocent. So welcome, perfectly innocent to Lave Station. You know, it's still going to be welcome, um, Guatemala EID or whatever. Yeah, it's very hard to do with. With recorded um, dialogue, um, it is. It's very hard to do. So, still a shame. That's, uh, they've actually got. I should report this to Frontier. They've actually got a bug. If you go to the Frontier tier store and click on the game extras, all it shows you is stuff for the Anaconda, and you can't clear the filter. Oops, that's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're obviously having a. They're obviously really pushing the Anaconda tonight. <laughs> um, and why not? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Actually, that was something I was glad to hear. Uh, one of the questions was about the Golden Anaconda, which I, I don't know the exact wording, and Ed wasn't sure of the exact wording, but basically they were asking, will the Gold Anaconda be added again to the store? And Ed was saying that some of the exclusive ship colours that they gave out, or that they released, were a once-in-a-lifetime, when it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're sticking to their guns on that. Yeah, you, you um, have to do these things, because you promise people yeah. things up front in order to get them to, to, to go. I mean, like with, so with the Scale Velocity, with the Patreon, I basically said that I would do like a limited run of the USB cards for Patreon backers. Uh, and I, you know, I did a run of 100 based on the number of people that I had supporting the show you know at the level the 100 was enough to cover everybody that needed a usb card now there are some spares which people will be able you know which people can still donate to the show and pick up those usb cards but once they you know once somebody asked the other day like i'm like am i going to do any more when i've run out of them no 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 because i you know those usb cards i made those for the patreon backers and I'm more than happy to give the you know to, to, to give the spare ones to people who, who come on and support the show. But once they're gone, they're gone because I said these were rewards for the Patreon backers, and I can't then suddenly create like another thousand of them because you know because other people want them. And I think you know Frontier is sticking to the same thing. Um, yeah, you know if, if Frontier have said this is a, a one-time thing and we're not going to, it's like when it's like with Kickstarters when people say we're going to create Kickstarter-only content. You know, it has to be Kickstarter only content, and it's a shame. You know, if you've if you've missed the Kickstarter, like I, one of my favourite games uh, on the PC is a thing called Chroma Squad, 
um, I've actually been considering doing uh, some live streams of it because the, the the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie is going to be out next weekend, and Chroma Squad is a game which is a homage to not only the Power Rangers but all kinds of uh, what's called Super Sentai fiction. Uh, I kind of really want to do it. I don't know how many people would actually watch it, but I, I just love that game enough that I, that I really want to sort of do a special on it. Um, and what I've well, one of the things that they did because that was a Kickstarter funded game is they created like a premium edition that came with like a comic that they're drawn for the you know for the game, and it came with with some extra bits. And I'm like, do you know, I, I really want that that additional content because I love the mm. game so much. But at the end of the day, you know, I. I wasn't there when the Kickstarter happened. They wanted to promise things that would entice people to get on board with the Kickstarter. And if you get a reputation for distributing Kickstarter content after the Kickstarter's finished, next time you do a Kickstarter, people aren't going to believe in your exclusives and they aren't going to back you at the time when they need, you know, they need to back you. So like with the, with the escape velocity USB cards, if, you know, if there is ever a situation where I created more USB cards, they would not be the same USB cards and they would not have the same things on them. Those ones that I've created for that will never be repeated. And in the same way, Frontier are saying they did this gold anaconda and, you know, I think I think Ed wasn't sure whether the Golden Anaconda was like a one-off thing, but he yeah. said that they've been keeping track of all the paint jobs, which are like one-offs. And if they've said it's a one-off, you know, then it's a one-off. Um, and it's a bit like we quite often get questions at Lave Radio about whether people can just buy the LaveCon skins. And it's like, well, no, because those are skins to mark out the players who who came to LaveCon and were given the skins because they were attendees of LaveCon. It's not really to do with having a skin because you like the look of it or because you like listening to Lave Radio. You know, it's specifically a reward for people who come to those conventions. And obviously it's a real shame, you know, like missing a Kickstarter, it's a real shame if you didn't know about LaveCon, you're like if you became an Elite Dangerous or a Lave Radio fan, like after LaveCon happened, um, or... If you're, it's just, you know, we've got, we've got people that listen to the show in Australia and stuff like that. Obviously, it's not practical for them to come to LaveCon. You know, it, it, exclusivity does create, unfortunately, a certain amount of exclusion. But I think you have to, you have to honour the spirit of how these things are being done in the first place. Um, and, you, you know, you can't just reduce the value of these things by just making it available, you know, to everybody. I think it's... I think I think it's a, I think it's a very difficult area, but I, I just don't think you know I don't think you can do these things. We're getting a question on on uh, Twitch from Commander Decius asking, like "What is the what is the next item on Kickstarter for Frontier?" And after I don't quite know what he's on about. Can you you got any idea? Does he mean is there going to be another Elite Dangerous related Kickstarter project? I don't know. Um, I, 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 well, we've just had EDRPG, for example. We have just had the EDRPG. Um, um, I think EDRPG was the exception that proves the rule. I don't think Frontier, <laughs> I don't think Frontier are keen to be sort of doing you know lots of projects that go out to kind of Kickstarter for funding. Um, I think I think EDRPG probably had quite a specific plan that they took forward yep. in terms of wanting to do it. Um, but I don't think I don't think there's there's any great plans to have lots of Elite Dangerous related. Um, Kickstarters, um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I don't think there's no. I don't think there's going to be any 
any many more. Although, I mean, talking about the Kickstarters and exclusive content, though, yeah, I during the EDRPG content, I did go off and buy the oh the fuzzy dice because a they look awesome, okay, and b they they're just it was a Kickstarter exclusive, and their dice just looked so good. I had to get some. Um, and it, yeah, and it's nice to have stuff like that. I, I, I just wanted it. Uh, there's another Kickstarter that I'm very interested in. Uh, I don't know if you remember last year, uh, we the, we did an interview with oh Dave Westman from who did the X Wing and Tie Fighter series. Oh, cool, yeah. Um, so this um, the last year they went off and did uh, Starfighter Inc., which is a first-person mission-based. Uh, multiplayer co- cockpit shooter, which is very, very scientifically accurate. Um, but they've gone off and relaunched their their thing as well. And, oh, I saw that. Yeah. Um, again, there's a, co- a couple of Kickstarter exclusives, which I was like, oh, you know, it's, it's very, very tempting. Like Kickstarter yeah. exclusive. Um, it just it's just silly things like exclusive skins and so on. I've mm-hmm. sent you a message by the way in the ma- in our behind the curtains chat. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't. You know, I don't know. So it's up to you. Okay. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Uh, uh, um, so yeah, go back to changelog. Um, yeah. The changelog or the beta stream, the Q and A. Sorry, the, uh, the 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 Q and A. I'm just getting your notes. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, there was a question I saw that was interesting about whether you can save. Um, uh, whether you can save camera positions, because what people I think were talking about was the fact that uh, there were a lot of um, a lot of time obviously goes into like setting up a camera shot that you really like, like a particular angle, a particular focus setting. And I think what people were asking for was the ability to save those camera settings so that when you go back to that camera, it goes back to how you left it rather than having to set it up every time. Um, I'm actually slightly surprised that's not part of it um but i think they were sort of saying that there's no um, you know that's that's like a quality of life change which will come in a later update it's obviously not going to be there for 2.3 which i think is a shame actually um because i think one of the things that particularly excites me about the 2.3 update i've already seen a couple which are absolutely brilliant looking um which is the quality of the machinima that we're going to get from Elite Dangerous, now that we have the new camera controls, I think is just going to vastly go up. Yeah, uh, I saw I, I saw an absolutely awesome piece of machine number actually today, um, and I'm going to kick myself for not remembering it, but it was basically uh, these guys going off and investigating a base, um, and then the anaconda that he flies in and vanishes, and it's, it was just a nice little piece of work that just tells a wee story, and just adding in the commanders and the ability to see each other in the to see ourselves in game yeah. just makes it so much more personal yeah yeah absolutely i mean they're like because we've got like the lay radio the video intro that we use for twitch um some of the time and it's it's amazing how hard work <laughs> a lot of those shots were to achieve and it's also you know <laughs> yes. how much how much better uh, those shots could have been if we had the camera controls that are now available. So um, this isn't me saying I'm going to redo the live radio intro because I'm, I'm really not. But uh, I think, you know, it, I, I'm excited to see what new video stuff, even though I'm not really a video guy, I'm more of an audio guy, but mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what, what stuff comes up 
um, uh, you know, with that. Um, the that was that um, dockable megaships. They were talking about dockable megaships. Um, yep. And this is an interesting point that's come out this week, and I know that they've 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 included it somewhere else. Um, there was a thread on the forums which I actually got involved in um, because it was sort of a little bit how I was feeling about it. And we were talking about it last time I was on, which is that they've they've introduced these new point of interest locations on planet surfaces, like the bar, like the medical facility, all these things, and they've also added these the mega ships. Um, so thing I can't remember what the um, I can't remember what the list of the mega ships is, but there's you know we're talking about things like the dredger and the you know the, the again the medical frigate and stuff like that. Um, and what Sandy said is that they are these things that they're adding. They're in game for now, but you can't do a great deal with them. And he's described them as stepping stones to a brighter future. So in future, all yeah. these new points of interest are going to lead to new gameplay. But at hang the on, moment, they're on, just pretty. I just want to say one thing. Okay. Stepping stones. Stepping stones. No, I think you're reaching. You think I'm reaching? I think you're reaching. You, you don't. You don't think that's my feet? No, thing. I think during packs, David <laughs> Braben said that. Um, some, I think they said something like Elite Feet was not even on the horizon. I'm sure they didn't call it Elite Feet. They, they said um, it was a long way away. They did say it was a long way league, away. Yeah. Um, bearing in mind, though, that at the uh, Frontier um, Games Expo event last summer, there was mm-hmm. a question about ship names, and Michael yeah. Brooks said, no comment, no timescale. True. And we now we now have ship names, so a kind of you know a, a no time scale, no comment on elite feet. Theoretically, also, by frontier standards, means it could be as little as nine months away. Um, yeah. Although I suspect it probably isn't. Yeah, I, I I have to admit, if three isn't elite feet, I'm intrigued as to what it is. Um, whether I, yeah, it's I'm, just going to be planets or what? I'm really, I'm really hoping, and I know I kind of, I know we sometimes bang on about this, but they've still not announced what 2.4 is. And there was a question somewhere recently about 2.4. I can't remember <laughs> where I saw it. Um, <laughs> there was a question on the stream about 2.4, and uh, uh, Sandy just said, "Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that." No. Nope. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it might have been in a like a rock paper shotgun article or something because they were talking about the latest elite mm. dangerous update, uh, and I think they said um, uh, that 2.4 was going to contain some surprising new gameplay. So I'm kind of because I still feel a little bit like a lot of the stuff that's been a lot of the stuff that's come out in in all the updates that we've had up to this point is really all stuff that was being talked about either during the Kickstarter or during the DDF. Do you know what I mean? I, I still feel like we're getting elite features yeah. that we've always been talking. About. Like multi crew was kind of an obvious thing that has been talked about since oh. day one. I mean, this is okay. This is something going totally and utterly off the show notes. Not that that ever happens. <laughs> I was just, I was having a look at there was a link to stuff in the Wayback Machine, yeah. looking at the Elite Four, yeah, uh, website on Frontier's webpage, and you know, on that back in two thousand and one, they were like, yeah, it's going to have multi crew, 
it's going to be more like Elite's flight model rather than Frontier's flight model. Which they did. Um, which they've... Yeah. Um, they didn't say anything, obviously, about peer-to-peer or anything like that. But there was a whole load of stuff. And they were to- even back in that, though, they mm. were talking about Elite feet. And they had bodies. Yeah, so, they had bodies yeah. showing commanders carrying guns and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, they had those ideas, not surprisingly, way back in 2001. Yeah, uh, and they're talking about it, about releasing it on the GameCube. Yeah, I know. Flex. I know. I, know. I was looking. I was looking at that model of the three D character. I was like, oh yeah, I remember when games look like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's an interesting point. The, the point I wanted to make about it is that this is the thing with you know that Frontier are doing is that they want to they want to give people as much content in the game as they possibly can, as soon as they possibly can. So the comment I was making on the forum, and I, you know, because Frontier get a lot of flack, I wanted to make it, I didn't want it to be like a combative thing. I didn't want to say like, you're doing it completely wrong, you're ruining the game and all these sorts of things. But what I was, what I was trying to ask was, is there not a danger that if you create new megaships and you create new points of interest uh-huh. and, and people go and visit them now, because they're new things in the game that they can go and see, but they go and visit them and there's no gameplay that they can actually do with those point of interests, then effectively what you've done is you've, you've, you've kind of blown the reveal of that new bit of content and a certain proportion of gamers will not come back to discover the content that later gets added to that point of interest. So I was kind of saying from a devil's advocate point of view, would it not be better to not put these POIs in the game until you actually have some gameplay to attach to it um and steve kirby came back and well you know very reasonably said i think it was steve kirby it might have been somebody else um said you know quite reasonably that, that that he you know really personally wanted these pois to go in with the new gameplay but actually in terms of like the budget of developer resources they were not able to get that polished and included in the 2.3 release, but they still wanted to put these things in. And that's partly because of the iterative way, like we say about how Frontier released content, uh, and partly just because of the, you know, the pressures of time. It's quite hard, I think, to get in all the features they wanted to get. So I think there's a bit of an insight there into maybe the sort of team dynamic at Frontier that maybe some members of staff really wanted to do things a certain way, but obviously there's, you know, there's compromise in any team project. Um, but that that's personally my concern because it's a little bit like the the USSs. Like we had the USSs from quite early on in um, yes. Elite Dangerous, and in the initial release of the game, those USSs were a bit pointless uh, and not necessarily always very that's, interesting. That's a fair comment. Yes, and they have massively improved those. But I would be prepared to say that there there are either a lot of players that haven't returned to investigating USSs or you know, people that took a long time to come back to actually bothering to investigate them um, because those features were maybe put in before they were fully formed. Does that does that make sense? So I'm concerned... That makes that there's, sense, yes. There's going to be these ground structures. Like, at the moment, there's POIs on planetary surfaces, um, and most of the time, I would say, it's like a crashed ship with, like, cargo pods you can scoop up, or it's like a mining site. Um... You know, is there a danger of getting to the point that those blue circles, actually people would start to ignore those blue circles, and if you added loads of new content into those blue circles, um, is it going to take quite a lot of effort to get the message out there that you've drastically changed the things that can be found in them? 
that that's my concern and i think i think what frontier said is they are aware of that as a potential issue um, but they they want to release this content a bit at a time. So at the moment we're getting these mega ships, and hopefully in something like two point four, those mega ships will then become really cool things that we can do later. Um, but I think at the moment it's kind of new new scenery. Although th- I think they're thinking that yeah. I can't remember if they said that they are going to be dockable in two point three or whether well, being not everything is, is dockable. I think dockable. So if I remember correctly. Um, We've got oh, you got uh, Fisher's Rest, don't we? And we can dock, we can dock on Fisher's Rest, I think. Yeah, that's an that's, yeah, that's a kind of new kind of base, though, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that. Well, Fish, no, Fisher's Rest is a mega ship. I thought it, I so thought Fisher's Rest was the asteroid base, or am I thinking of the wrong one? No, Fisher's Rest is a, um, the asteroid base. Is oh, what the hell's it called again? There's one that's actually is very very close. Um, okay. It's fixed it. Uh, I need to now. No, I, actually, <laughs> I have a feeling it's in Gurney Slade. That rings a bell. Go on, take us there. Take us there live, and we will we'll talk no. about what's there. Um, I have a feeling it might be here. Let me go and let me go and try that. Okay, awesome. Okay. Um. So. Uh, Twitch, I'll be back in a moment. I'm just off to Gurney Slade. Yeah. That's a great name, isn't it? Gurney Slade. I know. <laughs> it sounds like, a, sounds like a bounty hunter in some sort of pulp sci-fi, sci-fi novel. Um, yeah, yeah there, there is an asteroid base called Freehome, which is the one from Mike Brooks's book. Yeah, but yeah. We have sure there's another one. Yeah. I had, a good idea uh, for char- I had a good idea for a character name today, because um, so my, my, my little girl has a friend that she sees all the time called Holly. And her um, her mum, they like their pet name for is they call her Holly Bobbins. I was thinking like okay. Holly Bob Holly Bobbins is a great name for like a like a you know you get like in the comic books you get like the reporter that kind of works alongside the superhero. Yes, I think Holly yes. Bobbins is a Holly great Bobbins. name for a a comic book <laughs> reporter. Uh, that I might have to I might have to do that. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Um, so at the moment, mega ships are invulnerable, like stations. So a little bit. Yes. I'm, I, I, so I'm really interested in seeing this because I've not seen a mega ship yet. Um, I'm imagining them to be a bit like those massive transporter bricks that used to be in Frontier Elite Two, that were, from what I recall, totally impervious to gunfire. Oh, I, yeah, I was right. I did, I thought I remembered one. We have a bulk cargo ship class, banner class bulk cargo ship right here. I can't see it. Um, are you, uh, you're in my ship, aren't you? Can yeah. you, I'm just, I'm not, I'm in, um, super cruise at the moment. So it's 430 odd light seconds away. Oh, okay. I'll find. Oh. Sorry. So I thought I, you I'm could flying see to it. it just now. Right. No, 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 no. I'm flying to it. Um, um, so really interesting question from IRC chat. Um, yep. I'm not even sure how to say this guy's name. I'm going to call him No Pillows. <laughs> um, if you add more and more structures, you also increase the workload for Elite Feet because you'll need to create a lot more walkable insides later. That's a really yep. interesting point. Um, I personally think the way that Frontier work, because they are all about reusable resources and they are all about things being procedurally generated... I can imagine Frontier taking a view that the interiors of spaceships and space stations are modular in design. Mm -hmm. 
So in a sense, you could create for in the internals of ships and stations and things like that, you could almost go a little bit roguelike and you could just create the interiors of these places as kind of almost like mazes built up out of reusable bulkhead sections. So yep. it could be like I don't know if I don't know how much people know about like how submarines are built, but I mean essentially like submarines very similar to the way aircraft are built. You have like a sealed pressurized outer hull, and then you build the inside as a separate thing, and it kind of the inside actually kind of slides in on rails. Uh, so in a sense, as long as the dimensions are right, you could actually move the same interior between one submarine and another because you know because of the way they're built as long as the dimensions are right so i can imagine frontier being a little bit clever and reusing resources well between one thing and another having said that i mean you know frontier are they've, they've said again today and they've, they've said time and time again that they are committed to continuing to develop elite dangerous and continually add content and one of the things that's been clear from the increase of just the insides of stations that we've seen over the last two years, I think they're going to be constantly adding to and updating. You know, like even when we get Elite Feet and you can walk around the inside of the ship, I wouldn't be surprised if when we can first do it, the insides of a lot of the ships and stations look very samey, and over time Frontier gradually increase the variety and the kind of graphical fidelity of what we're looking at. Would you agree with that? I would, I would definitely agree with that, and I would not be remotely surprised to find that the improvements to graphical fidelity and things are added via store items, shall we say. Oh, that's controversial. I'm, I'm not sure about that, because I, I, they haven't... Yeah. It's not like the inside of the space stations is depending on what you've bought and added to your... No, but, you know, like, we've got our, we've got our commander's spacesuits, for example... And, yeah, okay, so certainly in the beta, at least, we've got access to all the the standard colours. Yeah. Um, and it's just basically, it's a reskin, well, it looks like it's a reskin of what we've al- always had. Right. Whereas in, you are also available to buy from the store all these fancy ones. Okay. Um. So I would not be surprised to see, okay, well, you can buy your, you've got your vanilla cabin. But if you want your fancy dan- fancy um, space cow cabin with extra tissues, then that's going to cost you nine ninety nine from the Frontier store. Thank you very much. Uh, I see what you're saying. You're talking about customising the cabins inside your own ship. Yeah. That's a really interesting concept. Um because one of the things, because obviously that's a sort of vanity item, like you say, a bit like the um, the, the spacesuits, and that's one of the things I think Elite Feet will be really interesting. But it's not, it's not that you're sorry. I thought you were saying that different people would see the inside of structures differently depending on what they'd bought. And I, from what Frontier have done so far, they haven't included anything in the game that looks different from one player to another based on what they've bought. But I, th- I think I take what you're saying totally. If you want to invite somebody inside your ship... Sorry, do fighters have headlights? Yes, I believe so. Okay, I can't see anything on the side of this megastructure. Um, uh, yeah, if you, if you want to invite somebody inside your orange sidewinder and invite them into your space bedroom, 
then I can imagine that actually the ability to customise things inside your space bedroom, yeah, could totally be like a purchasable <laughs> item. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit like, did you ever play something like, um, did you ever play PlayStation Home on the PS3? No, I've not. Uh, no, no, I had a PlayStation 3. Okay, so PlayStation Home was like a kind of 3D... It was basically it was like a 3D chat room. It was like a chat room with avatars, or like a, it was like a social area in like a, a like an MMO. So you, there was right. like a square that you could go to and meet loads of other people, and you could go off and see like special like living museums for like there was a wipeout museum that you could go to, and it was like walking around a museum that had all the vehicles from Wipeout in. Right. Uh, but you also had your own home space, and it was like a like a like a studio apartment that you owned, and you could buy like furniture for it, and you would you could win furniture from it by taking part in various games and connecting it to your account and all this sort of stuff. So I can see Frontier doing something like that. The, you know, the idea being that you can customise the furniture and the decorations inside your inside your ship. I, I can totally see that. Yeah. And I don't think, and I don't think that's, you know, as much as it pains me that the ship name decals is going to be like a purchase only thing. I can definitely see that like buying special items for your, um, your, your ship internal decoration you know it's only the same as having like bobbleheads on the counter yeah uh, or skins for your ship i think personally i think it's a great uh, idea I, this is I, I agree but i mean i think that's where i find i think the idea of having a ship name it's such a vanilla feature that i'm a bit gutted that we don't at least get a vanilla a, a vanilla name it's born in it, it's yeah, def- very borderline it's it's definitely borderline um I think what I think what it's going to really depend on is the cost of it. True. I think if it, I think if it's like one or two quid, I don't think anybody's going to object to buying Frontier a cup of coffee, you know, in exchange for for a ship name. I think if it's yeah. like a fiver or a tenner, you're going to be asking yourself, why am I spending this money on displaying my ship name when I could buy like an entire game on Steam <laughs> for that kind of money? Um, yes. So it's a little bit, you know, or you could, you know, you could even support an episode of Escape Velocity. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just get that plug in. I just get that plug in. Um, but yeah, this uh, mega ship is kind of cool. This mega ship is lovely. It's so this is a, what did you describe it as? This is a bulk it's cruiser. The, the Banner class bulk transporter, bulk okay. uh, carrier, I think it is. It's nice. It's giving me flashbacks to iWar 2, actually. The way mm-hmm. that the cargo containers are sort of stacked on the side of the ship trying in a triangular fashion yeah it's very cool and i like um, the fact that it says cargo pod in big writing that's uh yeah so for the benefit of people listening on the podcast we have a the bulk the banner class bulk cruiser it's from from a distance it looks like a sort of long like a triangular tube it looks like a huge metal toblerone um but like a proper toblerone before they put all the gaps in and completely ruined it um, and, <laughs> and then there's a kind of uh, there's a circular what I'm assuming is the front of the carrier there's a bit if, if you're fans of Babylon 5 if you remember um, the the president's transport that comes to yes. to, to no good in, in yes. Babylon 5 what Spoilers. I assume, yeah <laughs> yeah sorry about that it's been like 15 years if you haven't watched Babylon <laughs> 5 you, you really need to catch up um <laughs> 
there's like this kind of hemispherical, like what I assume is the flight area on the front of the thing, and that looks like it's detachable Nostromo style from the rest of the bulk carrier. And I'm assuming that, that most of this triangular section is um, is cargo. And I'm also assuming, based on my here's me showing off, I, I made a visit to NASA last summer. And I'm going to assume. Get you. I know. I'm going to assume, based on what I've seen from real spacecraft, that all these <laughs> cylinders on the side of the cargo carrier. I'm going to assume all of that is fuel. So, okay. Yes, I see them. Yes. I, yeah. I, I believe those to be fuel canisters. That Frontier have cleverly not labelled them fuel, so that people don't just sit and shoot at them. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're in beta, Ben. Do you mind if I just open up my cannons on this ship and see what happens? Why don't you jump into the main ah, into the it. cannons on this and okay. go on, go for it? It looks like at the moment the carrier is not a hittable object because my lasers are bouncing off the hull. <laughs> oh. That's hilarious. Can, can you can you or Payne jump into the guns? I want to see what happens to the main guns here. Okay. Well, hopefully Payne will do it. <laughs> I couldn't see a turret yep. option. I was assuming Payne was in it, um, but yeah, this is a nice this is a nice new object. But like I say, as far as, far as I can tell, there is nothing that I can currently do. Yeah, there's no real gameplay added to it. No, I I know what it looks like. It looks a bit like the Discovery from two thousand and one, but shorter. I thought this was kind of the yeah. Doesn't that Discovery have the rotational uh, bit in it as well, though? No, you're thinking of the Leonov from 2010. Okay. The, the Discovery is like the long one that that Hal yes. is on board, and the reason I'm the reason I'm uh, saying that that's, they could they they could run around the outside of the of it though, because the, there was a gravity yeah. was a rotational gravitational area in it. There was so the the Discovery had like a a sphere on the front, and then like a triangular elongated section. Yeah. like along the, the main fuselage and then it had like a very separate like engine block on the back and that's essentially what the ship looks like it's got like a like what is quite a distinct separate engine section attached to the back and a distinct separate flight section on the front and then the middle is this kind of gen generalized cargo section that's the only reason it reminds you of the discovery um, but yeah, I think I think in two thousand and one there was a rotating ring inside the, the flight sphere where possibly in, yeah Whereas in 2010, there was like a, like a big, like a wheel in the middle of the ship that the whole thing spun. Right. That's, that's what you're thinking of. There was like a gravity, there was like a gravity that's, section. Yeah, 2001 is such a weird film. I've, yeah, I've watched it a few times, but it's, it's almost like watching three films or something, isn't it, 2001? Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a conceptual it, movie. Yeah, a little bit, yes. Yeah. Right, um, I believe we've we're, we're joined by a wild forester. Ah, wild forester attacks. It's totally effective. Yeah, not really. Uh, I'm still trying to sort out um, uh, IT issues, but I'm here. I'm okay. Sort of we're getting echoing from you, though, Foz. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to sort out. So give me two seconds, and okay. I'll be right back without an echo. Awesome. Oh, okay. Awesome. Uh, yeah, 2001 is one of these movies that I've kind of always loved, and then I, I loved it mm -hmm. even more since I read an essay which basically explains what the movie's about. And then now I go back and watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see that. But I think I think if you just watch it as a film, it's very difficult to penetrate what the film is actually about. Um, because, uh, yeah, it's quite... 
it's quite philosophical in a sense so did you so for example did you get the fact that um the the alien model sorry we're talking about 2001 now rather than elite but so the idea is that the the monolith is these aliens teaching humans how to evolve and survive did you get that that's kind of blatantly obvious but okay it kind of is because it appears to the monkeys the monkeys are all dying off and then the monolith appears and then the monkeys all learn how to adapt and, and survive monkey see monkey do Exactly. So it's after the monolith appears that humanity discovers weapons and killing each other. And so it's after the monolith appears that the monkeys learn to pick up the jawbone and kill each other. And that's how Homo sapiens outlives Homo non-sapiens or or whatever it is. And then... And then what happens in the the future is that humanity is on the brink of destroying themselves with nuclear weapons and the aliens reappear because they now need to teach humans that they you no mean in longer... 2001? Yeah, they no. know that humans <laughs> no longer need to use weapons on each other. Sorry, I love the idea of 2001 being in the future. Yeah, I know, I know, brilliant. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so the idea is like in the idea is that in the that in the, the sort of present of the film that humans yeah. now need to learn that they don't need weapons anymore, and that's why the aliens have reappeared because that's the new lesson that they're trying to teach humanity. Now I think that's quite a that's quite a high level concept. I don't think that comes across just from watching the movie. I think yeah, you need to read I the book or read remember. a bit about the film. I don't remember any sign of anything to do with nuclear weapons or the the, the worry about mutually assured destruction exactly. being mentioned in the book, even in the book, actually. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's it's interesting. I you know it's it's, it's a fascinating movie. Um, and then there's all the stuff at the end with with the two ends of Bowman's life. Yep. becoming like a like a loop and getting joined together and all this stuff and again i don't think i really love that that's that time travel sequence from the end i don't think what they wanted to communicate necessarily comes across as well purely from the film as they wanted mm-hmm. i think if you've i think if you read the book and you you kind of have that knowledge it makes sense but i i, I think if you just come to the film i think it's quite a hard thing to penetrate yeah um, that's one of the things I liked about I know it was a controversial film but it's one of the things I really liked about um, what was it called Interstellar I think Interstellar did a 2001 style time travel thing please don't tell me we're going to do this bookshelf thing Jarvis I'm not, I'm not going to talk into the film but I think I think that what Interstellar wanted to communicate it did very well and very effectively. Whether you like that movie or not, or whether you like the story that the film was trying to tell or not, I know not a lot of people don't, but I think that they, I think that that film communicates very effectively some very high-level concepts. I will anyway. agree, I'll agree there, and I mean, I did enjoy the film. Um, yeah. But I yeah. just thought... Let's not, let's not get into What the movies. hell are we doing about... <laughs> About love will find a way through a black hole. Okay. Uh, 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 yeah, well, let's yeah. We, we, are, we are massively off topic at this point. As we are wanted to do. <laughs> I'm, now, I'm now back here. I am hopefully without echo. So what exactly back, was the topic? You do appear to be... We were just talking about Interstellar <laughs> versus 2001 briefly. Uh, which we're not and the whole reason we were talking about that was because we were at a, we we're at a mega... Sh- we're at a mega ship in game in the Gurney Slade system, which is next door to Bur- next door to um God, I was gonna say it's next door to Birmingham. It's next it's around planet Birmingham. 
Uh, we, and it's basically more or less next door to leave. Okay, cool. And, and if you, uh, if, what's if, it look if, like? Well, this is why it came out, because it, it looks a bit like a fat version of the Discovery from 2001. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, yes. that, that's my that's my opinion on it. So, someone's shooting at me. That's not very kind. Um, is it someone shooting? Oh yeah, it's someone shooting at us. Again, just to go wildly off topic, one of my favourite films was I was uh, a teenager was 2010 oh. with Roy Schneider. Love that. Film. I love it. I love it. It's a great movie. Actually, it's Commander Payne who's shooting at you. I was going to say it's so. you that's shooting me. That's presumably why I'm not taking any damage. I don't know if that's a bug that you can't shoot your own fighter. I don't know. Or. I think you can shoot. Is that a bug? Do Frontier still listen to this podcast? I know they used to, but I think we've probably... They do sometimes, yeah. We've, we've probably yeah, criticised them so was, much I'm... over the last two years, they've probably stopped listening. So, so, even if they do, mate, I'm pretty sure there's actually a, a proper form that you need to fill out to uh, to record bugs, not to yeah. shout at the developers over the no, internet. No, 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 that's no, not yes, no, no, we that's, can uh... hurt you. We can definitely hurt you, Chris. Oh, okay, maybe you were just too far away to do damage. Possibly. There you now go. you've got... Oh, cancer. I know why, because... Uh, I know exactly what was happening. Um, my beam lasers that Commander Payne was shooting at you with are healing ones. Uh, <laughs> so you, well, can, you can come and dock now, Chris. If yeah, you want. do it. Do it again, please. Uh, okay, I had a drive. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done this because I don't own a ship in live that supports. I, I, I've initiated docking, so you just need to fly down my tunnel. Oh, okay, and that's Ooh. that's not a euphemism. Ooh. Matron, there you are. <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah, so Foz, we were kind of, although we get very distracted, as, as we usually do, we were kind of going through some of Ben's notes from the uh, live Q&A. Did you manage to hear the q and I know you've been working and sorting out all kinds no, of stuff. No, I've literally just sort of walked through the door, so okay, uh, awesome. I'm, uh, I'm completely unaware as to what exciting revelations have come through in the last half an hour to an hour. Okay. Uh, what have what have you been doing in the last week? Have you managed to do, have you been doing anything Elite-related, or have you been doing anything yeah, fun that's not Elite-related? Yeah, I have jumped into um, I have jumped into the uh, the multi crew side of things, and I have to say, uh, once I finally actually got round to uh, changing my uh, my key mappings and putting the the turret to mouse and stuff, uh, it, it's 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 okay. Uh, I think it's more fun jumping in somebody else's fighter uh, and joining up in the uh, in the action in that rather than the, the guns. I think. I'm, it's, it's I not at the moment. There, it's, it's, it's not fun at the moment. <laughs> ben, you realise how hard you realise how hard it is to dock when you're actually moving and flying the ship. Oh, am I moving? Am I moving as well? Sorry. Yeah, I, I lined pause. myself up with the docking port and it fucked off. Uh, Sorry, sorry no, I, I no was reversing, sli- reversing slightly. Uh, <laughs> is someone who's shooting at you? I don't know. Oh, hang on. Let's go, um, Payne. Let's kill kill Commander Pilot because he needs to. Oh yeah! Oh, I'm about to die. Well, that's that's why we need to save Cause, you. Because someone in a Cobra Mark Four thinks that a uh, a little yeah. fighter is a worthwhile target. This is why I don't play an open. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, there's no balance. There's no balance here. It's, it's okay. This, this is the balance coming in now, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. You know that that is exactly it. The balance is the balance is a bigger ship. <laughs> so, uh, anyway. so hold there on a second. If I, if I update my client, is there any space in that ship for me? Or oh, I might I, have just. I can kick. I can kick Pain out, or I'm sure Pain will happily. Oh, we're getting beaten up here. Oops, Daisy. Yeah, we we attacked a federal security ship, so we are now wanted. Oh, we're now we're now wanted. Uh, we're going to die. I'm go- right, Chris, come in quickly, please. Well, I don't even know where you are. Okay, uh, uh, sod it. I'm just leaving you. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> 
again, this is why I don't play in open. No, I've, I've teleported back into the ship. Uh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, when so you're well, in game, we'll invite you into the into the ship, Fozzer. Cool. Um, one thing that I think really, really exciting thing that they've said is, I mean, we've all we know how funky and awesome the camera suite is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll be having the Frontier announce today that they're they are going to be doing another competition for the camera suite. <laughs> cool. Sorry, I mean, call me skeptical. I, I know we're all getting quite excited about the, the camera suite, yeah. and I know um, there's been a lot of effort put into it, and I know there's been some really funky stuff up, done on YouTube. But I mean, yep. is it not just you, uh, an element of Frontier feathering their own nest that you know that the internet's going to go out and create these wonderful marketing? videos that's yeah that frontier don't need to pay for whatsoever uh get splashed all over the internet and it's uh and what's yeah. his, what, what is wrong with that no i'm not saying there's anything wrong with it i just think it's quite <laughs> funny that uh you know that elite that frontier is saying we're going to do this another competition for you to make these fantastic marketing videos for us yeah yeah absolutely. Uh, I, 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 I think it's like it's the same as the hollow me's i have not seen so many people sharing screenshots of elite dangerous yeah as since the hollow me appeared and it is going to be this thing that people are going to be posting them everywhere and people are going to be saying oh what's this game you're doing stuff and i think i think it's, i think it's very clever and canny of frontier and i think it's particularly interesting that they've that you know that this is the point a lot of this stuff has kind of appeared um because obviously you're they're getting into i think frontier must be getting into a kind of thing of maintaining elite dangerous now yeah. because it's been such a long time since the horizons you know the big release yeah. effectively getting new customers on board at this point in the cycle i would assume is very difficult mm -hmm. um so i think i think it's a very canny you know it's a very canny move oh i appear to have been logged out no oh, have you i think i'd agree with that no the ship disappeared um, for the moment and obviously as i've now moved into a uh, a more marketing role i'm starting to see the the other side of the fence and all of this and it yeah some of the stuff <laughs> that um that frontier doing i have to say is very 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 clever yeah. Um, but how do we feel about the the way the um, the way it's all gone? Because obviously we've now got Hollow Me, so there's now going to be uh, little microtransactions to uh, buy stuff for your clothes and you, different You can buy yourself a pair of socks or whatever. Exactly. So are we still happy that this is the way they're trying to to fund the game? This and obviously the the attachments to all the ships, all the ship kits and stuff like that. Is are we still happy that this is the way the Frontier are funding the? Advancement of it. Do you, know, do you know what I love? Foz has been here five minutes and he's taken over the hosting role. No, not at all. no, no, it's great. It's great because I was. No, it's good. Please do. It's we good because I was. Host. Yeah, I was making a pig zero. Sorry, it, so no offense, no offense, Jarvis. <laughs> Sorry, that was no, no, terrible. no, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, we were talking about it a bit before you came on because we were talking about the fact that the um, the ship names. They yes. have confirmed on the Q and A yes, that yes. there is there is no free version of the ship name yes. decal. Um, <laughs> I think it's. You know what? What we were saying was that it's really down to. Um, I think it's down to the price point on a lot of these things. Um, I mean, I sort of still feel a little bit like the ship kits are maybe a bit overpriced. Yeah. For what mm -hmm. they essentially are. Um, uh, yeah, it's like it's like you know, it's like with the ship names. You sort of feel like like if it's like one or two pounds, it's a bit like just giving Frontier a tip or buying them a coffee or something, and that's fair yeah. enough. But if they want to charge you like a tenner to display a texture map on the side of a of a virtual model, you're sort of starting to question what else you can do with that money. 
Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's I, I, you know, I think it's canny. I think it's, um, I, I think it's a useful way to f- to fund a game that doesn't have a subscription model. Mm-hmm. Um, because essentially, you know, everything costs money. I mean, the idea that you can do these things without. A, a kind of regular income stream is, I think, a bit of an illusion. Yeah. Um, and what was quite nice about doing it the, with this way with, like, decals and ship kits and flight suits and, and you know, and bo- bobbleheads and whatever else is the only people giving you the money are the people who want to give you the money. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like a, you know, it's not like a tax on gameplay. Like, I um, was in town today. I picked up another... I picked up another three cheap pre-owned Skylanders. Because I've been right, playing, okay, yes. I've been playing Skylanders occasionally, like with my daughter. And of course, there are certain bits of the game that you come across that you can't access unless you have the figure that has the right that symbol on it. Me up. I know, and it does wind you up because the thing that winds you up about it is that these areas of the level that they're in they're in your version of the game they're installed on your machine or or however you want to look about it the point is the game stops you from accessing that gameplay unless you go out and buy an additional thing which unlocks it and i think i'm quite glad that frontier haven't done that i mean some would argue that the ability to go down to a planet is kind of like a bought add-on but i I think people get the uh, the concept of a you know of an upgrade you know in that way but it's a little bit like like I don't know if uh, if the game like you know if you had to like buy the Federal Corvette you know even to have it as a ship in the game <laughs> you had to buy it as an add-on if the game said to you you're not allowed to jump to this system because there's a Federal Corvette there and you haven't bought the Federal Corvette upgrade that would be a really negative way of raising money because essentially yeah. the experience like of other games have done you mean yeah the, the the experience of playing elite dangerous is arguably no different if you buy the add-ons than if you don't buy the add-ons it's just a nice way of customizing the game and giving you you know a bit of an extra experience and expressing yourself and i i think it's i think if you're going to do microtransactions frontier have chosen one of the the, the least offensive ways of doing it. Yeah. I like that. So, um, I mean, I think- one of the things that we, we complained about in the past is the fact that we had all these things, but we could never actually see it. So do you think that sort of um, the pain of doing the microtransactions, do you think it's added any more value now that we've got the um, the different camera views and the camera suites now that we can actually get sort of videos and nice stuff and actually see our hollow me's and stuff? I don't know. I think you could always do the external camera. I think the external camera is just better to use and produces nicer looking images. Mm. Um, I don't think it's drastically different. I think multi-crew makes a big difference to your hollow me stuff because, you know, like I can look over to my right and I can see Ben's hollow me and he can look over and, and see me, you know, should he choose to. Um, and obviously you've got things like your face avatar appearing you know, in the kind of chat thing. So I yeah. think your your presence is more relevant now than it perhaps has been previously. So I can... Well, whether, whether people will actually stump up the cash for different flight suits, I don't know. Are you, I'm pretty come in damn sure have, they will. Um, yeah, is that going to come in more than we have our, our space legs and stuff, though? But that's so far off, what's, what's the point? I mean... Do you know what I mean? If it, they've, they've, they've already said at PAX East that Space Legs is, you know, a long way off. 
Um, although, as I said to Ben earlier, when, when you know when you weren't here, if you remember at the the um, the games, Shit. the Gamescom was it Gamescom? I forgot what the name was, but the party that Frontier did. Yeah. Um, that there was a question about ship names. And Michael Brooks said, you know, no comment, no timescale. So if, <laughs> if if we're also talking about no comment, no timescale for Space Legs, it could be as early as next year. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, probably not. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think once you've got the ability to walk around, kind of DLC upgrades to the way your, your avatar looks makes sense. At the moment, I think it's largely a bit, a little bit irrelevant. Um, yeah. So, okay, um, fill me in on what else I've missed, um, seeing as I've just walked through the door. Ah, loads um, of off-topic chat, you know we like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they did a and a There were lots of very detailed questions from people who obviously know, like, a great deal about the, the game. Um, there, was, there, was, there was a question about a specific type of graphics rendering. That I think, <laughs> oh, God, I think yeah. even through Sandro off his, off his pace, there was a question about... Um, two different ships applying different levels of um, mass locking and were Frontier right. going to balance that? I mean, you know, goodness me, if, if we're talking about balancing the mass locking of different ships, I think people, you know, really are happy in general terms with the way the game is working. <laughs> That's quite specific. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, we have the obligatory orrery map question. Yeah, yeah it was a good yeah, question, actually. What, uh, yeah. what was the answer? No comment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had another one, again, obligatory people asking about comments and things like that. And yet again, still no comment. It's just something we want. Yeah, I think, um, I think it's funny people asking. I think I think at this point in the, the kind of cycle of releasing content really dangerous, people should realise that if it is in, if it is in the game... Frontier will have told us about it and kind of pointed it out. I think the only there's only been a few things that we're kind of not meant to have seen, which are obviously plot things, <laughs> and those have been seen. Oh. But there's no sense saying, like, are there going to be comments, comments in the game? If there were comments, Frontier would have done we'll a live it. stream of, like, the Comets live stream or something yeah, like that, because exactly. that's, yeah. that's Frontier's MO at this point. Um... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I loved how somebody was asking, you know, has that ship that was seen and discovered by somebody in be in the beta, was that meant to be there? And again, you know, it's like, Sandra was like, what ship? Didn't see any ship, no comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> I know, it's that, yeah, it's yeah, like... Yeah, you, like don't, you, you, don't, you don't compound upon spoilers by kind of repeating them and reiterating, do you? <laughs> I think there was an interesting question about, because, you know, because people complained about stuff and they were saying like, oh, is it possible to reduce hull repair costs on the bigger ships? Oh, and I gosh, thought yeah. I thought Sandro's point was really was really valid, which is that the the scale of money that large ships can make compared to smaller ships means that actually you know you can afford to repair the hull. You know, if you're in an <laughs> Stop anaconda, being such a tight yeah. If you can, if you can, if you've got an anaconda, the amount of money that you're making, people are talking about making like millions of credits an hour. If it costs you, you know, if it costs you like a few hundred thousand credits to repair your hull, that that is what we call the cost of doing business. You know, um, yeah. You would hope that would scale up with your, uh, with your, yeah, you know, with your place in the game. If you're yeah. flying an anaconda, you should be able to afford to actually get a new paint job. 
Yeah. Like yeah. I spent like I spent all evening last week. I spent like three hours in a res and I earned about one point five million in bounties, which I thought was pretty good going. But you know, that's an for yep. me, that's an entire evening's play in a vulture for one point five million credits. If you're in an anaconda, you're gonna be making that much more than that. And to be honest, in a lot of the um zones, they're probably not even gonna get through your shielding. Um, oh, I don't know. I think even in an anaconda, unless you've got a heavy shield cell boosted thing, you can get ganked very quickly. If you're not careful, but like we went into a um we went into high res for the yeah. last hour and I still went I'm in a vulture, I still went home with a hundred hull. Mm. Okay, well yeah, I know there's been a few times when I've been I've gone in and I've been flying around and all of a sudden I realise I'm at 30-40% hull and it's like, oh shit, time to run. In in fairness, my backer that was winging up with me was in a Corvette, so... Right. Might have been that he was drawing quite a lot of the fire away from me. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite nice having a big brother helping you out these things, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that, that, that's really the point, is if, you, if you've got a massive ship, and realistically, it's like, if, if the Anaconda is ten times as large as an asp there is 10 times as much hull to fix so it's gonna yes. it's gonna cost you money you know it's the armor plating <sighs> is thicker it's just you know immersion and all that stuff why, why am i still wanted always good to be wanted then yeah no i i don't <laughs> want to be wanted i i should be clean now um <laughs> no. now our the lovely commander Payne um gave chris and i a criminal record Yes, uh, he got he got kicked out of our session for it. But you still um, carry, you're still carrying well, the wanted uh, banner. Yeah, I'm a bit intrigued by that because I've just gone and paid the fine off. So, I, so I like the question because this question comes up a lot because of the previous elite games. Um, are, is the game going to implement more than one galaxy? So, like such as I know, I saw that. <laughs> you know, if it was me, if it was me, my my response to that as a developer would be. Have you seen everything in the galaxy yet? Because until you've seen everything in the galaxy, you don't really need another galaxy. Um, uh, you see that never that, that that argument never held true for the original elite. We used to bounce across galaxies one to eight or wherever it was quite happily if you yeah, were on a mission. Were, yeah, but there were only like two hundred stars in each galaxy. Well, I didn't see all those two hundred stars before I bounced to the next galaxy though, did I? I think unless I'm it's like Unless Andromeda is entirely pink, I don't really see the point <laughs> in rendering a second galaxy. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I suspect there's a bit of word about Andromeda, though, given uh, the new Mass Effect game as well. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. What, what does it add? Yeah. What, what does it add? What does it add? Um, there what was, was a question about um, multiple light sources. This was so, one of the rendering questions that uh, I think right. Ethan yeah. didn't understand. I was going to say, when people are starting to ask about, you know, multiple light sources, if that's the questions, if that's the burning question you've got for the developer, then um, I agree with you, Jarvis. I think yeah, this, uh, the game's in a pretty good place. I, sus I, I suspect that only the primary star in every star system is actually yep. is generating shadows. And it is. And shadows. I, actually, I think it's a shame, actually. Um, you know, because... Imagine you're in a multi-star system, and you've got a red star and a pulsar, and so you've got like this flashing blue light coming at you, along with the red of the red giant, could make for some incredible lighting effects, 
and we just don't have that in game at the moment, unfortunately. Maybe the only thing, the only thing that annoys me is that the side of your ship that's not facing the sun is always in total darkness. Yeah, it's, it's, welcome it's to space. Of, yeah, I know, but like if you're in orbit, <laughs> if you're in orbit over the Earth, the Earth blows off enough light that the yeah. underside of uh, your ship is going to be lit. I've I've seen images though of the ISS, and when the ISS is in shadow, so. Yeah, so the ISS is in shadow, then there is not a lot of light on that part of the ISS. If the ISS is in shadow, that's because it's behind the Earth. Yeah. So there'd be no, there wouldn't, so the side of the Earth is facing is dark. But what I'm saying is, what we're really talking about is we're talking about camera exposure. So if you can see the star in the shot that you're looking at, then yes, the side of your ship that's on the far side of the star Mm. probably would be in darkness because it's hard to capture that in a camera exposure. But realistically, if you're rotating your camera around your ship, the, the side, if you're near another object that's very bright, the, the underside of your ship shouldn't be completely pitch black, surely. Yeah. I, I, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I don't know. Okay, it's fine. Um, what yeah. I wanted to mention was there was a question about because apparently they're still debating whether you should be able to hyper jump between stars in a system. Yeah, that's going to be my next point. I think that's a. I think that's a great shout. I think we should be able to plot whereabouts we drop out in the system. I know it's a. It'll be a pain for the Hutton truckers. And yeah, stuff, you want to but... kill the Hutton run. No, I don't want to kill the hand run. Maybe we can get some sort of hand wave your excuse as to why it is you always get pulled out where you get pulled out in uh, in uh, Cassiopeia. But in, in you know, for the rest of them, yeah. yeah. But for the rest of them, I think it'd be quite nice not to have to sit around for twenty minutes uh, if there's a star closer to your destination that you could possibly lock in as a nav point and jump straight to. What it's was the what was the outcome? Was it a? Um, he just said they're still talking about it. Yeah. This is this constantly yeah, but... debated, um, you know. So there you go. I, I, I don't know where I'd stand. I mean, I know there's an aspect on me that would love to be able to say jump to um, Alpha Centauri, and then once I've jumped to Alpha Centauri, I could maybe do a micro jump to to Proxima Centauri, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe you can only do a micro jump to Proxima Centauri after you've flown it. I think that's what I would like to do. <laughs> oh, so you, you've flown there once, and that has locked the location into your ship properly, or something. I, 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 I don't su- know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I suspect we might be seeing the reason why this feature keeps getting debated internally at Frontier. <laughs> yeah. um, because, you know, uh, clearly clearly, it's not just a, a simple decision. Now, there's something in here, there was a question, and, and you've written really underneath it, and I don't know whether their reply was really, or whether there was a question about graphics downgrades. Were they saying there were going to be graphics downgrades? Or did somebody <laughs> no, ask about graphics yeah, downgrades? So- Somebody. The question was: Will you will you be implementing any more graphics downgrades because of the PlayStation and so on? Um, and and Sandro's response was really. And Fuzzy, you've logged into one point eight, not into two point three. Oh, is this now? just is this just salt? Is this just people think the game? This looks is salt. Worse? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Fuzzle, does your client say Elite Dangerous 1.8, Beta 4, or 2.3? Yeah, you need to log into 2.3, mate. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at the very least, log into Horizons. 
It's been a long, long day. It's all right, buddy. And Fuzzle drops the F-bomb live on air. (laughs) So, um... So, with a little shout-out, just in case anybody who listens to Lave Radio is a 1.8 player rather than Horizons, <laughs> um, the the stuff that is going into 1.8 is the ship names, the changes to missions, the mega ships will be in, the asteroid bases will be in, the balances to ships will be in, and the camera suite will be in. So, it does sound like the only thing that's really missing is multi-crew. Which is what Fozzer just came in to try. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Move on. <laughs> Get over uh, it already. I know. <laughs> so, I was thinking about this the other day. I'd be really interested to know how many, how much of the user base is actually playing 1.8 in comparison to Horizons. Yeah, I I think we've, we've, this, this has popped up before, and it's actually it's still quite a significant chunk of people. And I don't know if that's because people aren't paying for Horizons or they don't think it's an interesting upgrade for them, or if it's just what's sat on their system and they haven't got round to doing it yet. Um, but yeah, there's still quite a significant you think, chunk of people. You think for the Mac owners? Yeah. yeah, you think they're the previous. Oh, well, that's true. Wounds, <laughs> that is, I'd forgotten about the Mac. That is also true that it could be like the original Elite Dangerous players that yeah. that that maybe haven't upgraded to Horizons because I can't imagine anybody coming into the game at this point unless they pick up like Elite Dangerous for like really cheap. And I know mm-hmm. a mate of mine did that. He got like Elite Dangerous like a fiver or something, but on some sort of sale. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's, well, I don't know. Just yeah, it's an interesting. It's funny that because you know, are they going to get to a situation where if you have like season three and season four, are Frontier going to have to be supporting like four completely different versions of the game? Yeah, I mean, are they completely different versions of the game? I mean, how much work is it in the back office to just say they're on that client, they're on that client, they're on that client? And it'd be interesting to see what they've done in terms of development that sort yeah. of lock access to various things. I mean, the yeah, planet one's quite easy. Obviously, you just need the um, the planetary approach suite. If you haven't got that, then you, you don't get planets. Easy. I'm just wondering if that's just a, a simple switch, you know, for them back at, uh, back at Frontier Towers or whether or not it's, yeah, as you say, it's a lot of data. That's what, that's what we should call this episode. Isn't it just a simple switch? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Let's make a note of it this time because we failed at that last time. <laughs> right, so about, isn't um, it just a simple switch? Speaking about sales, have you guys discussed the uh, the, the question about the, the gold anaconda going back on sale? Yeah. Oh, did it go back on sale? Well, this is it. So Frontier said, if Frontier, the answer by all accounts looking at the notes, it says if, if Frontier Development said it was a one-off, then it's a one-off. Uh, but supposedly Frontier now trying to say that things are never a one-off. Um, but they have said this in the past. I'm just wondering what the answer was, because obviously we've all got... Well, that's not what Ed uh, said on the stream. Ed said if it was said it was a one-off, then it was a one-off. Yeah, If it's a one-off, it's a one-off, but they're trying for things that they're doing now. They do, they try not to make them one-off, one-offs. Right, okay. So one-offs are genuinely one-offs. Yeah. yeah, so in the past, they accidentally made some things genuine one-offs. Interesting. So do we have a list of genuine one-offs? Just no, case, Ed I had to look it up. Yeah. Ed had to look it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's something they're sharing. So yeah. the wireframe code. Oh, we could re- reverse, reverse engineer it. I don't know. Mm. You'd, you'd have to go and look at the wording for it. Um, what, we, so we, we, we were that, just a simple switch. We, we were saying we were saying this about the Lavecon skins that you know <laughs> they're yeah. just you know as far as we can tell the plan is just to not make them available. Um, <laughs> so Fozzle might not even get one this year. Fuzzle yeah. might not get the late oh, skin for 2017. Yeah. How harsh would that be? <laughs> just, just, yeah, oh, come on. just rub it in. 
Harsh. I'm not bitter about this already. You know? That's <laughs> not an open wound that you're yeah. just bloody pouring rocks on. There's no guarantee we'll even get skins this year. We don't even know Frontier are coming. That is very true. There's a lot of stuff we, we haven't confirmed. Know. I know there's some really important know. people not coming this year. I, I heard that. I heard uh, heard. Like, like Fuzzer. Well, exactly. I mean, you know, you said it before I did, but absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay. Um, I I like like this question. Any plans to have FMV during missions? No. (laughs) (laughs) That's brilliant. I love that. That's just a very clear FMV is not going to... Uh, I don't see why not. Surely that's just a simple switch, isn't it? Yeah, just a simple switch, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) But Ben Ben was talking earlier about how, like, he wants his ship name to be said to him by orbital traffic control. Oh, simple switch. Simple switch. (laughs) They They should just get actors to record every word in the English language. Just on the off chance that you use it to name your ship. Um, hey, yeah. if Siri can name my ship, then surely, you know, it should be within the powers of Frontier Developments to do it if as well. You, if you want the voices to sound like Siri, that is entirely possible. Yuck. Um, but yeah. No, I quite like it. I mean, the um, the answer they've got, and the um, the, uh, the stuff for, for traffic control, I think it's actually quite an elegant way of doing it. Uh, I've got no issue with what it currently is. Um yeah, I, I like the fact that I flew to a system the other night, I can't remember where it was, it was a Federation system, and the, the woman doing the flight control, clearly from Rotherham, it was brilliant. It was just, <laughs> I, can't, I can't do the accent, but I was listening to it like, she's from Rotherham. I need traffic to control. see who this person is. <laughs> I'll try and remember the name of the system. Back to the missus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, well, yeah. To me, I'm not, I'm not local to Rotherham, but I've, I've got a couple of mates from Rotherham, and to me it sounded like it sounded like them. So um, it's funny. It was very funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you able to come into the ship, Fozzer? Or is it not um, working for you? It's, uh, well, I've now got a spinning ship, so that's okay. further than I got last time. So hopefully I'm... Uh, oh, what are you guys doing? Are you in... Um, we're currently sitting here looking at the banner class st- transport while we're running a show. Hey, the inside of the clip is quite nice. Oh, you're in. You're in now, are you? Yeah. I can't see you. Where are you sitting? He might be. He'll be at this. He's at the back seat. Uh, yeah. Ed, 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 Ed Trekker head look doesn't go that far back. You have to be VR, I think, <laughs> to look behind you. Ah, <laughs> uh, fair um, enough then. It's all right. Just rest assured, mate. I'm giving you the V's. Excellent. You can go into deep. I'm, I'm, do, I'm, I'm doing that finger on the back of the head thing as I'm scratching. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about the camera. There's a camera, isn't there? I've, I've forgotten which button you, I've signed to it. You have a camera you can Yay. use to look at Fosser. Oh, yeah, I see Fosser back there in the cheap seats. <laughs> <laughs> what's weird is what's weird is we've there spent is. we've spent massive amounts of time in our hollow me's. And mine and Ben's hollow me's look really similar, despite the fact me and Ben don't look anything like each other. So I think it's a, there's they a certain do amount. Of, that's kind of scary. There's a certain amount of emperor's oh. new clothes about about the hollow me. I think. Yeah. I've just the game's just crashed for me as well. Oh great! So uh, that means we're all going to get jumped, uh, bumped out. You're all going to get kicked out, yeah. Oh, Fozzer's Fozzer, is your hollow me meant to look like you, or am I looking at the uh, one? It, it it depends. Does it look like me? Uh, I don't know. Are you uh, have you got like a, a quite a very what I would call like an Arabic beard? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. 
Hello, nah, would that yes. be Commander Payne? Can you hear us? Yes, I'd like to make a complaint, thank Yay! you very much. Yay! <laughs> okay. I got kicked when I was shooting the laser. The police ship just flew in front of it, so whether there's any kind of, uh, you know, it wasn't me. Oh, I'd, I'd raise a bug of that. I think that, I was, that definitely I was killing like the a cobra. <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounds like a bug, that. But it always kicked me and got you, got you wanted. So was it the ship we destroyed got you wanted, or was it me... Uh, shooting. I think Pass. it was you shooting. Because be, before we actually destroyed the ship, he wasn't wanted. Okay. Uh, okay. So, so maybe it was a bit of both then. Because did we did he, did we fire on? Did we get fired on first or? <laughs> I don't the know. old Han Solo adage. Who <laughs> 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 it takes us back to those heady days of uh, was it the Alpha or the Beta where we used yeah. to have fun just you know. Um, <laughs> flying into people's mining lasers and then getting the NPC to be wanted and then you could just shoot. Yeah. I can't remember That's how far back that was. <laughs> Not that we ever condone such things. No, but, no, no. Yeah. Using, using the gunner cam in VR, you, you don't, even in VR, you don't get to see the ship coming in. It, it just oh. literally goes straight into the lasers and then oh. next thing you know, I'm kicked. So that's definitely How are issue. you finding the gunner in VR actually? It's 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 not as bad as I thought it'd be. It's uh, you got good spatial awareness. High praise. <laughs> yeah, well, I was expecting a sixth vest from what I could understand. But, um, yeah, it it's it's all right. I would have much preferred a a, uh, a situation where you was in your seat still, and you was looking at a ball in front of you, and the ball was spinning around, or or the ball was spinning around you maybe, like a view of the ship, but you're still sitting in your seat, so you could look down and see your legs still, kind of thing. Yeah. You know, but it's so, so much more of a turret idea, and then just have it so that the guns come on and off as you can shoot, you know, as your angles are available to shoot. Yeah. Rather than being out of the ship, because it feels a bit dis. It's a bit yeah. hand wavium, isn't it, really? But It is. I mean, we, we spoke about this a few weeks ago, last time I was on the show, actually, um, about the fact that we all kind of wanted the, the turret from the Millennium Falcon uh concept to be uh to be the one they implemented and actually talking about vr i mean the only sort of foray i've had with vr recently was with the <laughs> the note 7 which was always a gamble with the um with <laughs> yeah, the gear that was brave of you. <laughs> with the gear vr and actually yeah. a lot of the uh, a lot of the games that are actually on the gear vr uh, store uh, i think eve online has a has a similar one and it's, it's exactly that you're, you're basically in a fixed turret where you can see your feet and you can just sort of move around as if you were in a uh, sort of millennium falcon yeah, uh, concept and that one worked quite well i mean i'm qu unfortunately quite prone to motion sickness but having that sort of fixed view meant that uh, it wasn't too bad uh but it'd be interesting to see what it's like with the as you say the bit of the the hand wavium that is the you know, the mouse aspect on the turret view that we've got with the uh, elite dangerous yeah yeah i'd also like to target subsystems as well as the gunner because that had a big element to gameplay and had a big, you know, you could have communication between the commander saying, look, I'm targeting his power plant. Um, yeah, no, so that's the, a good shout. So the fighter could target his power plant as well. I don't know how that'd be overpowered, maybe. Um, that was, wasn't that mentioned in one of the PAX streams? And there were... There were Possibly. A few people they, mentioned um, it. I think they said that they thought it would be a bit overpowered. Um, but... As with everything, no ETA, no guarantee, maybe kind of sort of later. Yeah, but in terms of it being overpowered, I mean, certainly the, the feedback that I've uh, heard around the beta is that when you actually do do the multi-crew, certainly against the, the NPCs, it's massively overpowered. 
Um, so if it's already overpowered, yeah, I mean, what's, what's one, one more thing to balance? <laughs> I'm flying around a space cow and uh, inviting commanders aboard, and we're we're doing great yeah. in, in a hazardous arrest site. So, yeah, that okay, it's engineered, but at no point is the ship in any danger, really. It's it's more than engineers; it's very engineered. If I remember your your space <laughs> yeah. cow, yeah, it's got it's got it's got some armor on it for sure. Love it. So, I mean, what are they doing? I mean, we haven't got a we haven't got a release date for uh, for this uh, for this iteration yet. So, how are they doing the balancing aspect when, of it? When it when it works, uh, I think. When it works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I don't actually think I would say that they are in a, in many ways. You know, I think they've given up on the whole idea of one person in an anaconda with two crewmen cannot and will not equal one person in an anaconda without the crewman. Um, now, you, you yeah. might be slightly fairer, but it's it's not balanced. And to the same extent, I think... And I, I don't know if you, what your thoughts are actually here, Payne, but I don't think that a multi-crew ship with three people in it is the same as, say, three anacondas. Yeah, not even close against three yeah. anacondas. If they're three engineered anacondas with pilots who know what they're doing, even if you've got the best crew in the world, you're not going to survive that. Yep, oh. and so I, I think they've given up the idea of of ba trying to balance that kind of thing. That's yeah. a shame, though, isn't it? Because originally well, when, you heard about David, when you heard about David Braben and stuff at the very beginning, it was always about the fact that yeah, it was unlikely that a Sidewinder was ever going to take out a, an anaconda, but the potential was already there. You know, sorry, it was always there. Whereas if you've got mm. multi-crew, it sounds like they've, they've thrown that out of the uh, yeah out of consideration. I mean, to be fair, you might have a chance with, say, two fighters out, but if you're doing that, then what's the point? Why, why not have a wing? So Yeah. Um, yeah, I... I Unless I, th I, th I think, with all things being equal, unless you're you fly smart and say you could, your fight your fighters could maybe go behind one anaconda, but then how do you stay behind and break the line of sight of of three anacondas? You can't. Well, yeah, but going by the new turret thing, how do you break the line of sight with um, with a turret that can do three sixty? Again, you can't really, can you? Well, exactly. So that's gone out the window um, as well. But you you can break line of sight from the turrets. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess if you're sitting in the shadow of the ship, then the turrets might not be able to find uh, shoot you. Um, Maybe we should try. It's just it. a case of it's a case of knowing where the shadows of each ship is. I guess. Um, well. So, did you watch the Q and A stream, Payne? Yeah, yeah, well, I was in it. I think. <laughs> well, when I was. Oh, yeah, so, so you were. Yes, yes. Of course, Ed, <laughs> Ed, went, Ed went into your ship, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was having he's having a good time. I think. Um, so quite, I thought it'd be quite interesting to get him on the board the ship to give people an idea that you don't have to have an anaconda or whatever, you know, mm. to enjoy multi crew. Um, it also it shows off the beauty of the space cows. Oh, uh, it's lovely, isn't it? Well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in virtual reality, it's something else. It's, it is the best cockpit by a mile. I, I think it is a glorious cockpit. I'll agree there. Mm. Uh, but was there anything in the in the beta stream that that grabbed you? Um, 
most of it was stuff he'd already heard. The, the idea that someone come up with making your own hollow me into a bobblehead was quite cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> it made me laugh, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be a cool idea. And a, and a massive money spinner for FD. Um, yeah, I'd pay £25 for that. Well, <laughs> I'd about 25 Okay, quick, you but... can, but... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd spin a fiver, though. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what I will say though is, a, I think the ship naming thing is a big no-no. Um, everyone, I think it should be a base feature of Horizons because it adds it's, it's part of the character of the game. If you come up against another ship, even you know you should you should be able to know that ship's name and then associate it with that commander. Um, you'll, you'll see it on the scanner though, won't you? I was going to say you're still going to see it on no, the top right hand of the screen. No, you don't. You don't. They said you don't. He said you're not going to be able to see the name of the ship unless you pay to have a ship name. That to me is yeah. is a mistake, and I think they'll cave in on that because I hope so. Um, you need you need that communication, and they say, "Oh, look, that's Mister, you know, that's so and so in his bow cow, you know, <laughs> whatever." Um, and then it becomes a more of a legend, and then people say, "Oh, yeah, watch out for the bow cow, and not watch out for the commander," kind of thing. So it kind of goes hand in hand with the law of the game and I think it should be a base feature and, and obviously you well, could add fancy nameplates and everything else to it and I still make money because you've got the so, um, I've seen some ships where you go off and scan them and so I um, no I can't see it in this one but you know in your left hand navigation like your left hand um, ship scan that you get in your on your panel I've seen some of them, I'm sure, that's been... You've got the main name of the NPC, and then instead of it saying Type 7 Transporter, I've seen a name there, I'm sure I have. Well, may maybe they misunderstood the question. Yeah, maybe. Oh, no, here we go. I see, I see it in... It's, I've only seen it in NPCs. So if you look at this NPC that I'm looking at just now, we've got a Ferdlance whose name is Arier, but their name is Adjuster of the ship. Yeah, and I noticed when I when Ned joined my ship and I was watching the stream at the same time, I noticed yeah. that on his screen it mentioned the name of my ship, which made Sandy laugh. So, um, yes. So obviously they're seeing it there. Uh, whether they seeing it there, but whether you'd come across a random person in open or in um, EVE and say, "Oh, yeah, I can see your ship name straight away," that's really how it should be, I think. You know what I'd also do is is remove the hollow square for commanders in open because then it would change the dynamic of the game completely, and you'd have to scan no, each ship. And that's, that's controversial. Yeah, I know, but I think that's that's how it should have always been. Yeah. Why why should we be different to the NPCs? But look, if I want to run away from a uh, from a, a player controlled ship, I want to know nice and early. I don't want to have to wait. Yeah, but then they're saying that the player controlled ship wouldn't know you were a commander, so it goes 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 hand in hand. That's a good shout. Yeah, I suppose there is that element as well. Um, um, then then it goes by ship name. <laughs> <laughs> I could just do, I can see me doing far more brave Sir Robins in that situation than I currently am. Yeah. yeah. So. This is, this is confirmed that, sadly, um, I'm looking at Commander Pillbox just now, and his ship name is called the Flying Chicken Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> and so it begins. <laughs> uh, but all I see in the left-hand, in my left-hand panel, is Asp Explorer, whereas when I look at this anaconda that's shown up, its name is Maul. And right. I... Yeah, I, I would accept 
if we don't get, if I can't see the flying chicken nugget on his ship, at least let me see the same as I can see for the NPCs having it come up in the left-hand navigation. But then it's the left, to the left hand info panel. Oh yeah, because it's it's a pure vanity item, though, isn't it? Mm. Well, I don't know. I think it's I think it should be a base feature of Horizons. I think it needs to be just as you know a major a major feature of the game. It's one thing I've been waiting for for a long, long time. It should be a base feature of Horizons. So you still got to buy the expansion. Say so. There's your money income. Um, it's nice. Another. It's another. It's another. Um, shall we say attempter for a, a person on one point mm. eight to move across. But I still think it should be a base feature because it is, it is. I don't know. It, it, for me, it's a, it, it's a it's a step too far. Monetization is great, and I've spent loads on the store. I'm a lifetime a lifetime member. You know, done the whole lot. Yeah. But um, you can take it a step too far sometimes. I think. Mm. Well, it'll be interesting to see what sort of pushback there is from the community because, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Um, I would personally quite happily pay for I, it, depending on how much they're going to charge. If it's a pound or five pounds, I'll probably no problem really. But I think a, a I'll, I'll, I'll rather give them the money. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I don't use Steam because I'd, I'd rather give Frontier the thirty percent. Yeah, ditto, ditto. Um, yeah. Although I would achieve, I'm, I'm kind of tempted to get a Steam kill them because I like achievements, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit tragic, oh, isn't you it? You know how. <laughs> go, going back onto uh, Lego Worlds for ten seconds, I, I noticed there was a, an achievement for doing an ultimate skydive from the top of the world, the top of the, the top of the of the playing area, all the way down through the bot to the bottom, and I, I kind of went off and hollowed out a part of my, cool. a part of my planet, and just did a skydive all the way down to the bottom. Yeah. Just for the achievements. I think achievements are really funny. I think achievements are really funny. I I dug out Lego Batman 2 the other day on the PlayStation 3, and I was amused by the fact that my save game shows as 98% completion, but the trophies show as, like, 53% completion. Yeah. And it's like, that's weird. Particularly since, of all, I think there's something like 50 trophies. I've actually got 45 of the trophies. But those last five trophies, for some reason, represent like almost fifty percent of the the value of the, the Sony have this weird, weird system with their achievements because um, like the bronze yeah, trophies aren't worth very much, whereas the silver and gold and platinum ones are worth quite a lot. So if you've only got like a couple of gold and a platinum trophy uncollected, that's like thirty percent of the game's trophies. It's 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 a really weird system. Um, but anyway, no, I, yeah, I, I could do I could do a whole show talking about achievements and why I think <laughs> why I think they're a great idea. But I'm gonna, not going to do that tonight. Um, uh, I'm just seeing an IRC chat. Commander Clytus has put three dots in the IRC chat. Does that mean he wants to say something? <laughs> I would imagine he does. <laughs> That's bizarre. Hey, hey. Um, By the way, just, did you see that just... message I posted in our nope. chat. Nope. I've just okay. I, I just invited a couple of people onto multi crew on my ASP because I wanted to know if the ASP supported multi crew, and it turns mm-hmm. out that someone can join and they can sit in the seat below the cockpit. They can't do anything because all my weapons are gimbaled. Um, <laughs> and I don't know but if they that can, would. They can come for the ride. They can come, they can come along for the ride. They, they, no, the, they can't, um... the person suggested they might be able to drive my SRV if I were to land. At which point I said, well, no, your show's you not can't, unfortunately. Can you not? Okay. You, yeah, the SRVs are, for some weird reason, we have to do SRVs by ourselves. In fact, right. you can't even deploy an SRV when you're in multi as I found out the other day. Oh, uh, interesting. 
Yeah. So hold on a second. I'm next to Commander Dead Meat GF. Dead Meat. Yes. So that's not Dead Meat girlfriend. Um, <laughs> looking in at their cockpit, and I would ima- I thought we would see commanders now in the actual chairs, and there aren't you can, any commanders. No, Commander Saltire is getting no, very, very close to me in his Cobra, and I can see two empty chairs. I can confirm. Yeah. I could see you guys in your um, cutters today in, in the fighter, and me yeah. sitting in the back. So. I could definitely see you both in there for sure. No, not, okay. uh, not the case on this one. Oh. Uh, so it could just be that WTF has only got himself in his ship. Well, so he was seeing it wasn't there in the previous beaters, but this beater, you could see commanders for sure. Oh, should I take uh, the screenshots? Yeah, should we actually report this as a bug, or should I just shout at the FD devs oh, from the show? No, <laughs> definitely report this as a bug, but I'll come in and give you. I'll come in and get, shine a bit of light on the subject. I don't know what's yeah I don't know what the the feature is meant to be because I so I'm looking dead on at a Cobra Mark III here I can see two seats in it and they are both empty and Commander Saltire has said to me that he can't see any pilots sitting in my chair either. Ben, if you uh, Ben, if you invite me back to your ship, um, I'll I'll have a look. Yep. Uh, where are you, Pain? 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 Pain is there? Right, invited. Whereas if I go to my um, camera, I can see me, like my camera suite. So it's hmm. not that I've disappeared. Oh, so one of the things um, I did today that was sorry. fun. So I, I yeah. was talking earlier when you guys weren't on the show, I was doing a event, that I met up with an artist friend of mine who were talking about doing some artwork for uh, Escape Velocity for uh, the next series. And um, I showed him, because we were talking about like reference stuff for, for drawing things and I was showing him pictures of the hollow me and I showed him my hollow me of me that I wasn't totally sure I wasn't happy with how it looked like me so it was really nice to because he kind of gave me some pointers on it and it was really nice because I'm not an artist and like he specializes in drawing like faces and people and, and you know human characters and stuff so he pointed out to me what was wrong with my hollow me and actually it wasn't the stuff that I thought was wrong with it so it was really nice to get kind of a professional assessment on how I was doing the hollow me basically wrong. It was really cool. Because I, th- I thought it was to do with the eyes and um, the eyebrows. And he said, no, it's actually the head shape. He says your cheekbones are wrong and the jawline's not right. And if you sorted that out, oh, it would actually look really different. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh. Damn, these people actually know what they're talking about. I'm so I'm so envious of artists. I, I'm one of these people. I really mm. like to be able to do everything, and I think that's why on a show like you know Escape Velocity, I pretty much do do everything. Um, but it's really <laughs> one of the things that really annoys me is like it doesn't annoy me, but I I really like art and I really like drawing, and I am completely incapable of producing anything. Um, so I'm, I'm like, so he got like, we were talking about this, this particular image that I want to commission for escape velocity and he got out like a sketch pad and started like drawing it and stuff. And I'm just like, that's so, you know, that's so great. That's just so brilliant that you can do that. If I even attempt to do that, I have to get like dolls out and like position them and get like a camera and try and reproduce the thing. I've got hilarious photos of me and Amy trying to, um, do the poses, for the artwork that we've already commissioned for Escape Velocity, mm-hmm. and it was just funny because, yeah, like I can't, I can't draw anything, so I have to, I have to take something that's real and like, like make it happen. So yeah, I'm, I'm very envious of artists. I'm just um, speaking about artists. The 
FDevs have done a superb job with Cobra Mark III. I'm watching Commander Pilot, P-Y-E-L-O-T, uh, dance around in front of me. He's got his landing gears down, and I never realised that the landing gears, the front landing gear in the Cobra Mark III was actually a set of steps, so you yeah. could walk down. Yeah, so he's landed on the uh, on the mega ship, and uh, obviously the the front yeah, landing cool. thing just looks like he's planning on getting out and walking over the uh, the surface of the of the ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one of the imperial ships is like that as well, isn't it? The um, the imperial. Hang on, my cutter fuzzer. I'll put my. Oh, I can't put my. Fu- I would put my fight my landing gear down, but I can't because you're in the fighter fuzzer. Uh, well, why does that make a difference? Um, the fighter open or something. Yeah, it just says landing gear. Landing gear is disabled while the fighter is deployed. Apparently. Okay, um, but no, I thought that I thought that was a really uh, nice touch. But interestingly, um, Commander Pilot is also a ghost. He's not a, He's not in his uh, ship either. So That's it must be a bug. Might just be a yeah. bug for me. Yeah. No, I, I, I can confirm it. I I couldn't see. Uh, I can see. Couldn't see him either. So get it reported, mate. Can you see them? I've I just done that by shouting at them on the podcast. Is that, is that yeah. not how we do it? Don't, that, that's not how it works. Um, there's, there's a bug reporting forum, I believe, that you're meant to fill out a form. Really? Uh, and, uh, so, just let me back in your ship, okay? Even though I was a bit of a naughty boy and shot, shot someone yeah. I shouldn't have done. Um, so, it's obviously kind of forgotten about that. Do, have you I'm cleared your... When you left the multi-crew, did you... Um, did you clear it? Or maybe when I crashed, it cleared all the multi-crew b- bounties and things. Right, right. So I'm not wanted, and I say I take it the ship's not wanted, is it? And is, is it always no, still I'm wanted? Not wanted anymore. No, I'm not wanted anymore either. Right, okay. Because I never, I just went back to my ship. I didn't go anywhere or clear I... anything off. So just wondering if that was an okay. issue. And, and in, in gun of you, because obviously I'm in, in gun of you because the fighters is being yep. used. Um, I can confirm. I can. I can see you and. Uh, is it? Oops. Is it Fozzer. Yeah, I can see you and Fozzer in the front seats, and I can see me at the back. Right. Can you see into anyone else's cockpit and see them? It's a bit difficult with the gun of you, but I'll try. Okay, oh. so which of you pillocks decided to park right above me so that when I lifted off from the ship's surface, I rammed straight into the underside of your ship? That's priceless parking. What if Commander Pilot is, well, I don't know. Commander Pilot's also oh. listening to the podcast. Don't don't take off yeah. because Ben's decided to teabag you. Ben, you <laughs> might, be a, <laughs> might be an idea uh, investing in one of the better fighter bays. In my uh, battle cow, I've got two times fifteen ships. Yeah, it's just I could I could put one. I just didn't bother. Yeah, just uh, just for multi crew because it's a laugh having two fighters. But it, no, agreed, agreed. I should probably go and do that. It's just okay. Just uh, not gotten around to it. I didn't even know about it, to be honest, <laughs> until I looked. <laughs> so I really played with. I, now I, I, I will agree with what Jarvis said earlier, though, that the, the turret is fun, but I do prefer flying a fighter. Yeah. That's the feedback I've been getting uh, from other commanders, yeah. Shooting the mega ship does absolutely nothing. Don't go and get me wanted again. Well, this is it. Just so that no, you know, I, you can shoot I, it in a fighter and nothing happens. Yeah, I shot at it in a fighter. You have to go quite close and you can see your laser beams just bouncing off. Yeah, Ooh, <laughs> yeah, you can, actually. As if they're being deflected by a lightsaber. That's quite cool. <laughs> um, cool. I just got a glimpse of someone in a uh, Asp Explorer and I did see the pilot. Confirm, oh, I did okay. see the pilot. So whether it's just a... Well, I'm um, in an Asp Explorer and Saltire can't see me, so it's not an Aspex... 
issue. It's, it's not yes. like the Aspect Explorer works and yeah. other ships don't, because I'm in an Aspect Explorer and Commander Saltai can't see my hollow me. Weird. That's obviously weird. A certain certain people, certain connections, possibly, then. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I think weird, weirdness, I think. Definite weirdness. I will say this, though, that it's much more stable now. The actual the actual oh, yeah. crew itself is, is far better. No, I think they, I'm found, going to agree I think they found the cable and plugged it in. Saying <laughs> 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 that, I think I've just been kicked. <laughs> yeah, unrecoverable <laughs> error on transaction server. Press OK to return to main menu. We all got kicked after you said that. Yeah. Oh, that could be because I just I went off and shot my main guns at the mothership. <laughs> Sorry about the quality yeah. of my mic, by the way. I'm using my Vive headset mic, so it's not particularly good. It's not that bad either, in fairness. We've had a lot oh, worse okay. on the show. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> Namely, Alan. Alan's headset was the one that was really bad. Months. Um. Yeah. Cool. Are we? Uh, are we caught? Are, are we calling that for tonight? Yeah, I think so. So I think I'll, should, I'll, should, we, should we wrap at, up? At some point, I was meant to be hosting, but then I, I forgot all about it when Fosler arrived. So uh, <laughs> we're kind of going there. But I think we've done enough this week. Um, yeah, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us in IRC, uh, and thank you for people who've been uh, helping us out, uh, particularly in game. A uh, bit of a shout out to uh, Commander Saltire, who's been helping me with some of these pilot missing pilot in cockpit issues. Uh, Commander Saltire is also a uh, Patreon backer of Escape Losties, yay! Uh, and he's looking he's looking forward to the new series appearing. So am I. So am plug I. Plug plug plug. Plug. Plugity plug and plug, yeah, absolutely. If you want to support Escape Velocity, uh, uh, what is it? Patreon.com forward slash Radio Theatre Workshop. There you go. Um, or you go to laveradio.com forward slash Escape Velocity and there's there's links and stuff. Um, anyone got any shout outs they want to do? Yep, I want to give a shout out to the Elite Cast, who is the first Spanish Elite Dangerous podcast. So oh, cool. hi to yeah. those guys. Yeah, and we'd like to just specify, because they got uh, a little bit of uh, friendly ribbing, I'd like to call it, um, on Twitter, because they have basically been running Lave Radio ads on their podcast, and somebody <laughs> accused somebody accused <laughs> them of plagiarism. Cheeky monkeys! Somebody yeah, accused them of plagiarism. No, they did actually contact us ages ago and ask if they could use our adverts, and we said, yeah, uh. that's fine. Um, so, you know, if you hear our stuff on, on, on the Elitecast, uh, don't worry about it. Was it the Elitecast? Yeah, I think it was the Elitecast. And... Um, uh yeah absolutely and we also want to give a shout out to elite meat which is happening uh on saturday week down in bristol and these are bristol mercure isn't it is it the mercure um it's bristol way i don't know yes <laughs> yeah hello hello cow hello grant <laughs> hello. <laughs> and yes. suddenly a wild cow appears <laughs> so if you it's go to mercure. Yeah, if you go to elitemeat.info, there is information there about booking tickets and stuff like that. So, yeah, Elite Meat, it's going to be awesome. Loads of Elite Dangerous players and commanders, loads of hunting truckers, loads of shouting of mugs, um, loads of, I don't know, what else? Um, what else is happening at Elite Meat, Cow? Oh, we've got the vibe, we've got the Oculus Touch, we have a load of tech sort of demos we've got a couple of wee 
yeah, there's, there's some of them are, have not been announced yet, so they're a little bit hush hush. But there's plenty of amazing stuff. We'll have a uh, live Hutton orbital radio there. Uh, there'll be Xboxes. Um, well, and just like LaveCon, there'll be no Fozza. So if that's <laughs> if that's a positive for you, there you go. It's such a twat. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we do, yeah, we do want to give a shout out to uh, both the Ed Tracker and the Elite Dangerous RPG, who are both sponsors of LaveCon this year. In case anybody, in case anybody doesn't know the madness of not knowing, uh, Ed Tracker. Uh, do you know? I do want to mention this because we see loads of questions come up on. Um, the, the Elite Dangerous groups and stuff on Facebook, people asking about head tracking solutions. If you want to be able to look around in Elite Dangerous and you want a really effective and low-cost solution for just being able to turn your head and look around the game, get an Ed Tracker. Go to edtracker.com or whatever their website is. It's brilliant. What? Grant? Yes? If you're here, don't we have an advert for an Ed Tracker? Well, uh, from last year. Yeah, we we probably do need to do we probably we probably do need to do a new advert for Ed Tracker for this year. It's probably me that has that on his job list. Um but the Ed Tracker is an absolutely phenomenal piece of kit. It's a little box that connects via USB and attaches to your headphones. Or if you're me and you don't wear headphones when you're playing Elite Dangerous, you can buy an Alice band from Claire's Accessories and you can put your head tracker on that. Um and it just connects to the game as a joystick and you can bind all the look around stuff to the Ed Tracker and it just for me, like I can't play Elite Dangerous without plugging my head tracker in. Um, do, you know, do, you know I should, do you know what I should do? Because actually, the, the latest thing in podcasting is instead of having like adverts that you play in, is like the hosts of the show yeah. do like a read in advert for the for the thing. Maybe that's what we should do for the head tracker this year. I should just cut this section out of this podcast and we'll play it every week. But seriously, if you don't have an head tracker and you don't have like, obviously, if you have like VR then VR does the whole head look thing and you don't yeah, need it. Yeah, I was going to But if you're not if you're, say, be careful. Yeah, if you're not if you're <laughs> not going Yeah, if you're Go not on. going for VR, Ed Tracker is like for me it's a completely essential bit of playing Elite. I couldn't play Elite Danger without it. So do that. Yeah, I mean you st- I started with an Ed Tracker and then ended up with VR. <laughs> well, yeah. Once I opened the box, I couldn't I, <laughs> I couldn't go stop going all the way in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can never Ed stop tracker. going all the way in. Either. Drug. Yeah. yeah. Ed Tracker, you'll want to go all the way in. Um, <laughs> not Ed Tracker. Not, the show Ed, yeah, Ed Tracker, not Brilliant. just the tip. Not just the tip. Um, <laughs> sorry, dreadful. No, because there, there was somebody online today saying about, oh, like, so is the Ed Tracker for turning your head and activating the side screens. It's basically Ed Tracker gives you a complete, like, 180 view around your ship you can't look behind you like you can in vr but it's basically like i mean like when i'm flying around a planet looking for a like the thing to like the the the, the planetary base to land on you can kind of fly around the ship and you can be looking up at what's what's happening on the planet's surface so it's unlike in a dogfight and stuff you can you can follow your target much more easily than just trying to use the scanner. It's all stuff like that. It's absolutely brilliant. Um, Elite Dangerous RPG. Obviously, the Kickstarter has finished, so we're going to be we're going to be advertising the Elite Dangerous RPG. You know, they are a sponsor for LaveCon. I do not believe you can currently buy the Elite Dangerous RPG. I am sure that they will be setting up a post Kickstarter pre-ordering system 
off the top of my head, I do not believe that that is currently available. I could be completely talking out of turn there, but you know they they will be at Lavecon, unlike Fozza. Uh, and uh, you know, it's going to be the opportunity for those of you who don't know what it is it is the chance to play a tabletop role playing game that is official and in set in the Elite Dangerous universe and has player resources you know, to do all the ships and characters and stuff so those are our big sponsors for LaveCon anybody else got a shout out? I'd just like to say thanks for inviting me on it's been a pleasure talking to you guys, um, having listened to you for the last sort of couple of years or so. Um, finally, you get to chat with you. It's quite nice. You're still here. That's brilliant. Yeah, I've not been every week, but, you know, probably two out of, two out of four, yeah. <laughs> as it were. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the same. I'm the same, mate. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> I kind of get the important bits. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, so, oh, another, another, another selfish shout out. Um, I, I, I genuinely don't know whether people would be interested in a Chroma Squad st- stream in honour of the F- Power Rangers movie coming out. If you would like to see me do a Chroma Squad stream, uh, then I don't know. Tweet me at Lave Radio. Or tweet me at Hold My Kidney. And if, 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 if like, if more than like one person says they want me to do it, I might do it. Otherwise, if nobody says it, then I probably won't bother. Are you going <laughs> to do it in a Power Rangers outfit with a camera? I, I really should. I was thinking that, that it would just be... Because I don't know if you've played Chroma Squad, but Chroma Squad is all about these people who decide to create their own Power Rangers-type TV show. And so the joke oh. is that in the first series, like your your level one equipment is literally like boiler suits and buckets that they've cut like eye holes in. So that's really what nice. I should do, is I should do it with like a bucket with the eye holes cut out and like tin foil for eyes and stuff like that. But... Um, get creative <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely I, I, you know i love it and i love to do streams like this because i like to share my love for weird games uh, but if nobody wants to watch it then i'll just enjoy playing the game myself hey, if you dressed up like that you've got one extra watcher <laughs> i don't give a crap about what you're actually <laughs> talking about Two extra but just to watch you dress up like an absolute clown I, i'm there i'm there with bells on not just the tip either i'm balls deep on that one <laughs> all right so that's something you'll turn up to then <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah that's the point actually i need to i need to make sure that i schedule the stream for a night fuzz is not available yeah yeah that's, 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 well i'm ordering my tickets system. for lavecon tonight now that awesome. I know the, now i know the news we're so glad you joined the show at the last minute fuzzer because you'd have missed yeah. out on all this Tutting and shaking my head doesn't really work in a podcast medium, does it? But just rest assured, I hit you all. Brilliant. Okay, thank you very much. What a, oh, do you know what? I can't even remember what the wrap-up is for this show. That's how bad I am at hosting. Here we go. That's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you would like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. We are facebook.com forward slash laveradio. I'll try that again. Facebook. What? Facebook.com forward slash Lave Radio. We are at Lave Radio on Twitter. Apparently, we have a Discord chat channel if you go to tinyurl.com forward slash Lave Chat. We have a TeamSpeak server at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Ah, it's tiring. Um, I guess you can you could probably even message us at Twitch, Twitch forward slash Lave Radio. Uh, anything else? Anywhere else people can get to us. I suppose the forums. You'd, you'd be lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 
Thank you Reddit. very yes. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to another show of Lave Radio. Uh, if you can't, what is the thing? Oh yeah, till next time. <laughs> Until next time, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Galnet News Digest, 21st of March, 3303. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, Recon Destruction. Lake on rocked by overweight ship scandal. Colonia, shipping hazard. Recon Destruction. Another victim of Recon Construction is feared tonight after a distress call was received from a Cobra Mark III in the permit-locked Core 70 sector. This is the latest in a series of apparently unconnected events involving Recon Construction, a Cobra Mark III and the deceased ex-Senator Kahina Loren. Loren is missing believed dead after a convoy in which she was being taken as a prisoner to serve out her sentence for treason and attempted murder was attacked and destroyed by persons unknown. Following the death and disfigurement of an unknown intruder at the mysterious Recon construction site in Call 70, a Cobra Mark III fitting the description of Loren's craft was recorded stealing large quantities of meta-alloys from a base in the Maya system. The latest distress call is also believed to have come from a Cobra Mark III, similar to one flown by Kahina Loren and her pilot Luco. The Cobra is believed to have disintegrated while transmitting the distress call, and there are no reports of any survivors, although rescue attempts are being hampered by the permit lock which remains in force throughout the Call 70 sector. In related news, Dr Scarlett Ashcroft continues to organise resistance against the permit lock of the Call 70 region. The campaign, which started with pad blocking of Recon-managed facilities in Ziarla, has extended to widespread boycotts and economic sabotage of Recon construction. The campaigners, who have demanded parity with the corporation and to be allowed access to the Call 70 sector, have been working to identify all systems that Recon Construction has a presence in. 
This effort was brought abruptly to a halt when the distress call from the Cobra Mark III was received. Efforts are now directed towards finding any survivors and identifying any chinks in the armour of the Call 70 permit lock. Lacon rocked by overweight ship scandal. Lacon Spaceways has been hit by scandal after it was revealed that they've been deliberately crippling the performance of the Diamondback Explorer and Asp Scout models to encourage pilots to trade up to the more expensive Asp Explorer. A 70-ton block of depleted uranium has been fitted in every Diamondback Explorer, dramatically reducing its manoeuvrability and jump range, and occupying a space that could accommodate an additional size 2 equipment bay. The ASP Scout has blanking plates installed that conceal a size 2 bay and block the rear portion of a size 5 bay, making it appear like a size 4. It's believed that Lake on Spaceways may have been attempting to cheat federal emission standards. Consumer groups in both Empire and Federation are now demanding immediate action to put right the defects in these ships. Lake on Spaceways has so far declined to comment, but a spokesman for the Saud Kruger Marketing Department went on record to point out that not only were the Beluga and Orca liners far more spacious and luxurious than Lacon ships, they were also built with craftsmanlike care and attention to detail. You won't find us building unnecessary weight into our ships, he joked. Colonia Shipping Hazard En route to Colonia have been warned to stay clear of a battered silver sidewinder that's believed to be inhabiting the shipping lanes. The pilot, by the name of Phoenix de Fire, is believed to have succumbed to space madness and has apparently been hallucinating about driving his SRV to the centre of a planet. He's believed to be dangerous and should on no account be approached. He can be identified by the way he talks to himself out loud and by his inability to pronounce the phrase Fordamine Rift. It seems unlikely that Commander D-Fire will be troubling pilots in the bubble or in Colonia for some time to come. And that's this week's Galnet News. Only 11 more sleeps to Elite Meat. <laughs>